And we actually have some new merch. This is new merch stuff from BGTY, some beautiful colorways there for the summertime. Things that uh, are good for men and women, both uh, gender. And um, and also we have the new Rat King, these new Rat King summer tees and shorts. And you can check all those out only at TheoVonStore.com. Um, we know there's some other stores out there, but those aren't ours. And uh, I love this shirt. My sister loves this shirt. And uh, thank you guys for the support. I'm here today at the Wynn Casino uh, in the green room. We just got off the stage. And so grateful to be here. Had a wonderful show on Sunday night. Uh, today's guest is an actor, a comedian. Um, he's a creator and a star of the hit show Workaholics. And he has a new movie on Netflix that drops. It's, it's, I think it's on right now. Um, today's guest is Mr. Adam Devine. Gross much? You're in uh, Nashville and here, huh? That's what friends are for. Ooh. God. Friends. Sparkling. Brought to you by Celsius. I'll have some. <laughs> Crack one open. Yeah. Zip, zip. Dude, remember they used to have the uh, that commercial about the mustard in the car or whatever? Like the Grape Upon. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do. And everybody, yeah, it was like, it was so, yeah. It was, and every dad and uncle would be like, uh, pass the gray poupon. Yeah. And you're like, bitch, we don't have that. <laughs> we just got that that yellow stuff. Yeah, we don't have that because you're a construction worker. Yeah, dad, and, you work for the railroad. <laughs> yeah. We don't have gray poupon here. Yeah, dude. That doesn't go on our on our bratwursts. Yeah, we had this guy. He, my, this guy, my mom dated, used to be like, "Pass that yellow ketchup." He would say, <laughs> "Yellow ketchup." Yeah, that's what he used to this call is it, cool, dude. Man. I think he was in like a war or something. He had some like, mm -hmm. he might have had like some. Uh, he was in like Iwo Jima or something. But let me see this. There it is, right there. That's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy, dude. Well, it looks like there was a lot of different guys over the years. Oh, they, they didn't wow. stick. They didn't stick with the the one spokesman. Yeah, that was, this was like, and this was for a lot of, this was the richest guy we'd ever seen when they had this. We yeah. were like, no. Well, also, this is still the richest guy I've ever seen. Who eats with a full-on TV tray in, the, in their back of their car? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's actually. sick. That's sick, dude. That's pretty. That's Rolls Royce. I, every time I'm like, I don't really want like a real fancy car because I, yeah. I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. But then like, I, I'll see a Rolls Royce. Uh -huh. I'll see like DJ Khaled in a Rolls Royce or something. I'm yeah. like. Oh, that looks pretty cool, though. There's like a there's like feet warmers and a, a like just the back part is it can be a convertible, which mm -hmm. is kind of sick. Really, I've never yeah. seen that. Oh yeah, yeah. Pull DJ Khaled, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah. When I see like a super, f I, I don't know. I don't like. I think the fancier you get, the fancier you can get used to. And that to me always seems like super spooky. You yeah, because then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, look at that. Look at the back convertible. That's sick. Wow. 
That is kind of neat. That, that, that's so cool. But that's no, like, hey, that driver, a, you don't deserve to be in a convertible. But then also, like, then you have to have a driver all the time. Like, if you're, like, quickly, you just want to go smash some Carl's Jr. or something, and then you got to, like, call in the driver. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's too much. And people don't realize this. Somebody, somebody took me one time on a ride in a um, Rolls Royce or whatever, and they said... Uh, we had to park so far away because they didn't want anybody dinging the doors or anything. Yeah. So we had to find a spot like in a lot that was like, you know, it was yeah, probably you're a half mile away from from, from the city. The, from the city, yeah. You gotta then get a car to get into the city. Yeah, afterwards. Like, yeah we had to have an Uber. That sucks, <laughs> dude. You know, I take it back. I don't. I don't need a Rolls. Yeah, we don't need that, dude. Mm -mm. What do you drive? You're like a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Yeah, I want to get in the backseat, but someone needs to drive the damn thing. <laughs> That's true. No, I'm, I, I got a, I bought a Camaro Super Sport convertible 2011. Like right when Workaholics came out, I'm like, whoop, whoop, give me some of this good vroom, vroom. Okay. And then, um, and then I never bought a new car. I just have that car still. <laughs> it's like, what, 13 years old now? <laughs> 10, 12? Yeah, but About if you that. ever leave your family, I think that's one thing. You have to leave your family in that. Well, the Camaro Supersport is the car you leave families in. 100%. Yeah, you do not. <laughs> you don't have a family if you have if you have that car. If you have that car, you're you're going to leave your wife. Yeah, that's yeah. the car. Uh huh. That's like, hey, this car. It it even has a goodbye Mrs. Button on it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're leaving with like the Applebee's waitress. Yeah. Yeah. That's who. That's who you're rooming off with yeah you're listening to the joe dirt soundtrack which people don't even know they had that <laughs> oh do they i bet it rips dude i bet it, I bet it freaking rips it's gotta be good man yeah i uh i i'm doing uh my my new movie uh the outlaws yeah uh, is it's coming out Ma july 7th july 7th On it's a happy madison movie so yeah. congratulations thanks dude yeah. it, it's the uh it was the sort of dream gig is to work with them because you know, like you just said, uh, Joe Dirt. Oh, yeah. And like so many goddamn classic movies. So, yeah, me, me and Spade just wrote a movie together, actually. Oh, sick. And, um, is, but this is about is your Riff movie. Is Riff Raff involved? No. Um, Dude, Riff Raff hit me up and said he's involved. <laughs> really? I'm almost positive he said, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and look, but no, I swear, no, no, no. Riff Raff is not involved. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, I mean, look, blessings to Raff, baby. I think yeah. if I were coming out with like a fucking never-ending bubble gum or something, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, dude. Or if I were coming out with like a... Uh, you know, like a shoe that made you jump so high that all the bitches wanted you. Yeah. Yes. Jump like Raph. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like Raph Air. Yeah. 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 Air, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Air, Air Raph. Yeah, Air yeah. Raph. Like you're literally, dude, what about Jeriff Raph? Who would that, if they had an animal called the Jeriff Raph? Joe Riff Raph. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were saying like Drift Raph, like, like Tokyo Drift. Ooh, Drift Raph yeah. would be good. That's a good movie yeah, for that's, him. Or is that a cool go-kart track that he starts? Dri Drift Raph. Somebody already did it. Oh, dude. That's that's what sucks about the internet is you you have a great idea and then obviously some 13-year-old in Michigan beat you to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah that's you the one downside of the internet. Yeah, because it used to be if you had a good idea in a moment, you could just say it was your good idea. Dude, I was convinced that I came up with the the Rocketeer. Remember the Rocketeer? The, the guy with the pack? With on the pack. I was convinced that I had that idea first. And then when it came out, I was like, how did they know 
how did they steal my idea? It was in my journal. Oh. I'm in like third grade or however old I was. Uh-huh. It's convinced. How'd they get in there? How'd they f- steal it? Who did it? Who did it? Yes, yeah, somebody, they had a rumor going around our area that p- pillows were taking people's ideas and sending them to the government. Who was? Pillows. Oh, like, the pillows, big pillow. Like sleeping pillow. Yeah, yeah, it was like big pillow was like fucking everybody. And so people weren't using pillows, I remember, for almost eight months. <laughs> and people were pissed. Yeah. Like, we ain't fucking, oh, yeah. yeah. That dream. Uh, so then you're just smashing blankets together trying to form a pillow. <laughs> Anything you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just sleeping on bags yes. of marshmallows. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sleeping on your chubbiest brother's midsection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, table. Um, but the outlaws, no, no. First of all, congrats on being a movie star. Yeah, dude. How weird is that? It's very interesting. Well, when, it's just when we knew each other way back in the day, you, you didn't. I didn't you look at you going star. like this was. This is the the biggest podcaster in the game, and you didn't look at me going like this guy's a movie star. That's no. not what we thought. No, I, I thought like, here's f- a guy in a hallway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's a guy in a hallway. Here's a fellow white kid doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's another one of those chuckle honkies. Yeah, as yeah, a lot of people yeah. there's term, another you know? chuckle honky. Yeah. That classic term. <laughs> um, and look, whoever, if someone else probably made that term. If, if you bring it up right now, there's some third. Yeah, there's grade. a chuckle honky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just our photos on, on a giraffe, weirdly. Don't know why. But some other kid drew us in his journal. Uh-huh. Some third grader in Minnesota put us in his journal. And it's all, it's yeah. actually our picture. He's like, how did he even do yeah, that? Yeah, and he, there's, he wrote pod, podcaster <laughs> underneath your photo, <laughs> actor underneath mine. Um, uh, and the year was 2012. And look at us now. Wow. wow. But no, congratulations. Well, it's interesting because you you start off just as a comedian. Yep. Is that, I mean, that's. Yeah, essentially. I mean, we, we knew each other for, since like being in the hallways of the improv, like yeah. in, back in the day. Uh, but you was your goal always to be an actor? I don't know if I've, I don't know if you and I talked about this or not. I know you've had work. I know you've had a, a string of movies. I know all of this, mm-hmm. but I'm just wondering where your original idea was. Cause it's interesting when a comedian goes, they get into movies and they become a movie star. Yeah. Not a lot of people have that path. So it's just different. You know, you're a rare person we can talk to about. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it was kind of always the dream. The dream was was like, the the dream was basically like Sandler's path path, you know, like seeing like what he was able to do, do stand up. I wanted to do SNL that, that just never came to be. Mm. Uh, and then, and then do movies. Um, yeah, essentially I started, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of like Evening at the Improv. Uh, remember that A and E show with like Bud Freeman? He'd wear his monocle, and then they'd bring up the the comics. And and I never the, saw it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was. It was, uh, was it that? Oh, guy. Is that the guy with the? Uh, well, Bud Freeman's the improv owner, uh-huh. and he died. He just died. Yeah, not too long ago. Uh, but he. Uh, yeah. So I like loved. I uh, stand up, and then you watch so much of it, and I'm sure you kind of did the same thing. It wasn't like for me. It wasn't like the the best comics. They didn't inspire me because I was like, I'm not that smart. Like I can't figure that out shit out. Oh, you mean like a Louis C.K. or a Stephen Wright or yeah, somebody or like, like a Chris Rock or someone? Oh, yeah, Chris Rock. It, it was, totally. You know where you're just like, oh god, these guys are geniuses. It was like the guys I saw on TV that like weren't that good, and I was like, well, I could be that good. Right. I know I could be that good. <laughs> <laughs> If that's what takes, that's what it takes to get on TV. I know I can be that successful. I can do that. Uh, yeah, and so and then even at the improv had everybody, but um, oh wow! But it was I watching some that. some of these people, and they were like, "Oh, they're not that funny, dude. I can be that funny, right?" And then I uh, I got a job at the improv, 
which I think is probably around when I met you. Mm-hmm. And and that was in like 2004. Was Anthony Clark working there then too or not? Do you remember that? Anthony Clark wasn't – yeah, he was there all the time. But he yeah. wasn't working there then? No. Because I would see – oh, no, he, he never worked he, he there. He never worked there. He was just always – He was always he was there. Was the he bar. there then? That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, he yeah. worked there. No, he was, he was <laughs> drinking at the bar so much that, that we should have paid him. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. Sorry, Anthony. I haven't seen Anthony Clark in years. And no one has. Wow. He was a he was a television star. I mean, he was yeah. on one of the biggest shows. Yeah. Uh, yes, dear. I yes, think was dear. His. And then uh, his other show is Boston Common. Oh yeah. Remember that deep cut references. I have to get, dude. I would love to sit and talk with Anthony Clark. I bet yeah. he'd be really interesting. Oh yeah. Wow. I haven't seen him in years. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I hadn't thought about that. So you worked at the Improv. Yeah, um, and then it was like, uh, it was... It you was, crushed when you got on stage. We did a show thanks, at USC man. together one time, I remember. Yeah, that's right. And um, that might have been maybe when Workaholics was out. And then after that came out, it was just, you just went into this other world that a lot of us aren't in. Yeah, well, it, it, we, got, we got so fucking lucky. You know, it was like, that's what it is. It's like, you just sort of prepare and try to put yourself in the right place at the right time, and then... And then you get your shot and hopefully you're able to hit it, you know? Yeah. And we we got so lucky. It was funny, like, when Workaholics came out because, like, I was kind of the kid at the improv where I was, like, working the door and shit. And then I'd come on stage and, like, there wasn't a t- ton of respect where it's like, yeah, we know. He worked here. Right. Uh, and like, yeah, sometimes you, you, that guy would even be up there. He'd be, he'd be mid-order. He'd be taking his fries. <laughs> they'd call his name. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching one guy do a set one time with fries in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, so it wasn't like a, um, and then as soon, as soon as the the show came out, Workaholics came out, then all of a sudden it was like all the older comics were like, oh, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, yeah. bitch, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now we're friends. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Hollywood is weird like that, man. It mm-hmm. is weird. There's a certain, sometimes there's a certain like... You want someone needs to have the same experiences as you, and then that can bring you. It can make you feel like you can talk to somebody, or things are a little more comfortable. Yeah, there are weird levels. Well, yeah, there's there's like there's levels to this shit, as Meek Mill said. Yeah, Uh, and it's true. It's like you just talk to people that are like. I feel like we are kind of in the same class within like a few years of each other. Kind of know, you know, and uh, and then there's like kids that are coming up that you're like, oh, they were the class beneath beneath yeah. us and and it's not that they're worse or better it's it's just that they were a different they came up at a different time oh yeah i feel like it's it's like whoever you were like doing open mics with or like doing the like first group of like bringer shows with yeah that's who you're like hey yeah <laughs> hey we're gonna be friends forever because we performed in a chinese restaurant <laughs> you know because <laughs> we're performing when there's literally bowling happening right here like they we're getting heckled by bowling pins uh so we're always going to know each other yeah, yeah yeah there's something kind of uh there's something um it's a it, it's weird that yeah there's something weird about that when you come in at the same time who kind of introduces you to somebody else is interesting too, because mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, how you, if somebody like you get co-signed kind of by somebody to be, you know, cause some people yeah. it's like um, you almost, some people they get, their lives get so busy. It's like, it's hard for them to just be friends with every single person that comes along too, you know, yeah. as their career gets busier and Absolutely. they get more known. I know um, dude, like now I go, I'll go into the improv and shit and I like won't know people, oh, which yeah. is, which is like, 
That sucks. Because it used to be like you go to the comedy club and you know everybody. Yeah. Like you know everybody, including like the wait staff and you just, you just know people. Oh, yeah. And then now you're, I'm like, I go in there and I'm like, hello. Yeah. I used to be a comedian <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. I would go on this very stage. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, well, congrats, man. Congrats on having a, an, 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 a steady career in, in movies, too, because I know that probably gets pretty tricky. Um, I want to I think about what that's like with you. and But first, I want to think a little bit about yeah the, the, the new movie. Because Tom Segura has his special is coming out on the same day. Yeah, I think it's, it's the same day or just about the that's same awesome. day. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's that's awesome. Yeah, he was Tom's just great. on. His episode's up right now. Um, yeah, he's so, Tom is so funny. Uh, yeah, so tell me about Outlaws, man. Let me, let me, I want to know a little bit about it. Yeah, so I mean, it was- You're an executive producer. I know that. Yeah, producer on it. I uh, the, the writers- uh, Ben, I always butcher his last name. Like I got called out on it. My agent was like, you're fucking up this guy's name. It's Z-A-Z-O-V-E. Ben. Zazavov. 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 Great guy. Yeah. Awesome writer. Ben and Evan Turner. Uh, they wrote the movie. Super funny. They brought me this idea like at like years ago at the tail end of Workaholics. And it, they're like, it's your, it's meet the parents meets heat. And so it's okay. if your parents are, uh, your in future in-laws are international bank robbers, okay, and they rob the bank that you work for, uh, and so yeah, so there there they are, and and we cast Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that's Ellen Pierce Barkin. Brosnan from that's yeah, 007? 007, baby. Oh my god, yeah, man. Nina Dobrev plays my fiance. Michael Rooker's in it. Uh, you know, Lil Rel. Oh, Laurel's uh -huh. in there. Yeah, my boy Blake Anderson has a has a uh, a small part in it. Oh, that's yeah. So beautiful. it's the cast is sick. So they they pitched me this idea, and I'm like just a fucking idiot, dude. And I was like, that is a brilliant idea for a movie. I want to do this movie. Wrote it down in my notebook. Lost that notebook oh. immediately. Forgot all about it. And years later, I'm like looking through an old notebook, being like, oh, what what brilliance did I write down in yeah. here? You know? Yeah, yeah. Good. What gold? And you're like, no, <laughs> gross, hated, bad idea, stupid. Yeah, recipe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It just is apples. Yeah. <laughs> it's just saying to eat fruit. Uh, and then and then it was this idea. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's brilliant. I reached out to the guy, those guys. I was like, hey, I'm sure... John Cena is attached or something, you know, someone yeah. has already beat me to this. Yeah, Flava Flav. Flava Flav is probably, you know, that movie star Flava Flav. Uh, and then uh, they were like, no, nothing. So wow. I uh, developed it with them. We took it to Netflix, sold it, and then brought on uh, Happy Madison, Adam yeah. Sandler's company. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was. It's cool when it works out, you know? Yeah, well, it's so hard to get a movie cre created into the finish line, especially these days. It seems even harder. Dude, especially comedies nowadays. No. You have to, like, mask it. This is why it's a big action comedy, because you really have to go, like, action, action, and then right. and then it's a comedy. But this, we, it, we it's just, like, it's, it's why I was so happy to work with Sandler's company is we could just go full steam on the comedy mm. as opposed to, you know, you watch comedies nowadays and you're like, no, this isn't a fucking comedy. You're not, where's the jokes? Like, where's the bits? It's bad. Yeah. Comedy's gotten kind of bad, huh? Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Movie comedy. Movie comedy. Yeah. There's still good shows and yeah. stuff, but like, yeah, movie comedy, uh, it's, it's hard. But Why? which luckily, uh, I, th I, my theory is I think, I think like Marvel ruined it. I feel like superhero movies kind of ruined comedies 
because they people watch you go to the theater yeah. and you expect to watch something that costs 200 million dollars to make mm. and comedy movies aren't that aren't that so you're like well why would i spend the same amount of money to go watch a little comedy in a theater if i could spend the same amount of money and go see something that is is worth two hundred million dollars, right? You know, and, uh, yeah, and so then they still make point. those movies kind of funny. Like they're, I mean, right. they're not comedies, but there's like, right? There's ant. They're like, oh my god, is that raccoon talking? Yeah, this is hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which it is, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it's not, it's not like a real comedy. And then now they, there used to be something like every studio would put out several comedies every every year, and there was like forty five or forty six comedies in the theaters. Every year. So about every week or every other week or so, there's a new comedy in the theaters. And uh, and then now, last year, there was like six or seven. That's crazy. It's crazy. And people need, and the crazy thing is, is it feels like people need comedy more than ever. Yeah, I feel like they want it. I yeah. feel, yeah. So that's what this movie was. It was like, and it, there's no like hidden message. I feel like nowadays, people like, you get to the end of what you think is a comedy right. and you're like, is that about global warming? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, is this, is there like some deep hidden message that I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to recycle more or yeah. like, you know, yeah. there, there has to be something else. <laughs> right. Oh, it. the moon is trans? Is that what? Yeah. Is that the <laughs> surprise ending? Yeah, you're like, okay, well, I, do, I guess we do have to think about that, don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a, I agree. There's there's a lot of, what was, there was a great movie. And that's what your David Spade and uh, your movie is about? It yeah, is, yeah. Trans Moon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just the people to, 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 to spread that message. Oh, Thank it's you. about transportation. It's about... <laughs> A lot of vehicles admitting who they really yeah, are. Yeah, like cars it. wanting to be motorcycles, motorcycles wishing they were scooters. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's where things are, man. Oh, dude, there's a riveting scene where a short bus uh, admits that he's a skateboard. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's powerful. Whoa. It's powerful. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. But the crazy thing is, I feel like you could walk into a place and pitch that, and, and you they, would, yeah, and they wouldn't laugh you out of the room. They'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know." Because I like my job now is kind of well, obviously acting and that kind of stuff. But then, like, I'm pitching a lot, so I like pitch movies. Uh, and every executive is like, "Yeah, but why should we make this movie now?" And you're like, "Cause it's funny." Yeah. Cause it's funny, bitch. What do you mean? <laughs> like, whatever happened to just like we want to make people laugh? Like, it doesn't need to be right. Yeah, right. There, it doesn't need to attach itself to some like hook in the world right now. It doesn't. I mean, if it does, and that's the movie, then sure. Right. But it doesn't always have to. No. It could just be like whatever happened to just it's funny for funny's sake. I know. I feel like Superbad was one of the last movies that they kind of had like that in some ways. Like, that was really just super funny. Like, I mean, there's been a lot of other funny movies. I'm not saying that. Um, yeah, but I get what you're saying. It was like The Hangover, Superbad. It was like that was sort of the last gasp of... Like, for no reason at all. Like, this is just fucking funny because yeah. it's funny. Mm -hmm. You know? You ever been injured? Had something fall on you or hit you? You working at the lumber yard and dang, and an eight by seven tumbles on you. Turns your neck into a dang Jenga game. Morgan and Morgan. That's right. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. 
They have over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers with over $15 billion recovered for clients. Morgan & Morgan has a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. That's right, submitting a claim to Morgan & Morgan is easy. It's easy as dang looking at your feet. Submitting a claim to Morgan & Morgan is as easy as picking out a shirt for a toddler. Put him in it, boy. Put that little toddler in that little in that little camisa. That means shirt. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash this past weekend. That's F-O-R-T-H-E-P-E-O-P-L-E dot com slash this past weekend. Or dial pound law, pound 529 from your cell phone. That's F-O-R, the people, dot com slash this past weekend. Or dial pound law, pound 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. But that's, uh, did you feel good about it? Was it exciting? So this is, it's like there's gun, there's weapons in it. People are, so there's also, there's like a, like what's the premise of the film again? Oh, sir, sh uh, sure. So my... Me and Nina's character were about to get married. I've never met their her parents, my future in-laws. Mm -hmm. They come in the week before the wedding. They've I've never even seen photos of these people. They're like ghosts. And they're just the coolest motherfuckers. It's Pierce Brosnan, Ellen Barkin. And they take me out on like mm -hmm. night on the town. We go skydiving. I get a tattoo. I get uh, like we get I get blackout drunk with them. Yeah. And I'm like the straight-laced banker. So this is uh, out of the uh, out of the norm for me and I go to the bank the next day and I'm talking to Lil Rel who I who is a security guard and, and I'm like dude last night was incredible I just need a nice chill day at work uh, you know but my in-laws are awesome and then click click there's a gun in my head two people are robbing my bank and th them. and they have masks on and they say something that leads me to believe that they're my in-laws <gasps> yeah Wow. Yeah, dude. And then they end up own, owing someone money uh, because they like bailed with the money last time. The person who cleans their money, like uh, like in Heat, the person who cleans their money, they stole that money from them and bailed. Mm. And so they owe, they that woman kidnaps my fiance and is like, if you don't give me $5 million within the end of the week, I'm going to kill your daughter. And we have to go rob a series of banks to mm. get uh, my fiance back. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It seems fun. Yeah, it's really fun. How long did it take to shoot something like that? Uh, t I had like, you know, two two months or something. Were you guys able to shoot it in California? No, dude. You don't shoot things in California anymore. Yeah. Uh, Unless no. it's drugs in the park, Yeah, huh? man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we shot it in Atlanta. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Which I, I like Atlanta. It was fun. Yeah, Atlanta's cool, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely it's 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 grown so much in the past twenty years. That city, um, that's amazing, bro. Congratulations! So, this is your first movie you're executive producing too? No, so I produced uh, Game Over Man, which is the movie I did with the Workaholics guys. Okay, and that was a uh, an action another action comedy on Netflix. But that one was like this movie is I feel more accessible. Like I feel like parents would want to watch this movie. Game Over Man, like. There's multiple dicks that are cut off. Yeah, uh, I show my dick and my butthole in the movie. Oh wow! Yeah, dude, you gotta you gotta check that out. Mm. And uh, you you know check it out. And 
Yeah, so okay. uh, very, very funny movie, but I feel like this is a little more uh, accessible to everyone. I haven't, I haven't seen this. I can't believe I didn't even know about this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard to know about things these days. Do you feel like that too? Yeah, there's so much happening. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, there's just too much shit that's out there. And we used to, and, and also our phones are a device that we go to now for entertainment. There used to be one device, really. Yeah. You know, it was your television, and then it became your television and your computer. And that's when streaming really was at an insane level, you know? Mm -hmm. And then now it's your television, your computer, and your phone, you know? So I feel like it's... Yeah, and it's also like the algorithm just kind of pushes things your way. And if for whatever reason yeah. it didn't push it your way, then you have no, no clue. Oh, dude, I walked into the last Blockbuster probably one years ago. And I walked in there, dude, and it was like... It was un it was unbelievable, and this is what was the most fascinating to me about it. Um, first of all, somebody that worked in there was like, "Where uh, was this?" They would look over their glass at you like you were being an asshole, like which is like how they always one person always used to do mm -hmm. that, and one dude would be cool, like trying to sell you weed or something, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is in Bend, Oregon. It's the last one. Oh wow! So there it is, right there, boy. And that's because they don't get internet up there, or they're just really. I think just this lady doesn't want it to shut down, whoever this is in the picture, maybe. Yeah, that's probably her. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, you go in and it's you walk through the aisles, and the interesting part is how many options there are. You don't realize how many because when we look yeah. on a screen, there's like the 10 or 12 mm -hmm. options. And even if you look around, you can barely find. But in the store, I mean, suddenly I'm like, oh, what about this movie? I hadn't thought about this movie. Or I pick it up That's and I'm like, oh, this one will really be great. And I realized how much of our ability to choose for ourselves without even realizing it disappeared mm -hmm. when it went to uh, streaming platforms. Yeah, it used to be fun and you used to go just in like the weird artwork. You'd be like, oh, let's give this one a try. Yeah. You know? Like th that that person showing like half of a nipple. Like yeah, that's, some lady I have to just, watch. Oh, gotta yeah. see the other half. Of you it. gotta see the other half of yeah, the nipple. Yeah, or do you yeah. think they're gonna show the bottom half of this nipple in the yeah, movie? God, come on, dude. Yeah, I gotta rip this. And then the crazy part was, if it was a nipple movie, I'd always get raisinets, dude. It's yeah, crazy. Dude. It's because you want to have them sticky fingers. Well, I just want to have. It's almost that fourth dimension of a nipple. They're almost yeah. like little nipples in oh, the box. That's true, dude. That'd be great for porn movies if they had a box of like little. Like it's a, it, you know how they have those like 4D seats in theaters now, yeah. like a 4D porn chair that you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all this, you're just getting hose spray, <laughs> weird yeah. smells like, oh God, uh, oh, oh Jesus, oh. too close. Yeah. It's like, and then it like bumps you from behind. If there's like a doggy style <laughs> scene or something you're like, whoa, this is, whoa, who's that? Wait, oh. so you're getting fucked. In the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, hey. It depends on what, yeah, kind of yeah. It depends on what you're watching. Yeah. It makes I, sense. I think there's different types of yeah, chairs for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to invest uh, in the right chair for you. You know, that's what we're invest saying. Invest in guys. the right porn chair for you. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, but it was pretty fascinating just how many options there were and I had never realized how much that went away. I mean, because next, you know, I'm in the drama section, then I'm in the comedy, and then I'm seeing like, oh, what about this one, dude? This, I never saw this. I I heard this came out, and but it was like I had so much ability to choose, and yeah. I it was it was um anyway anyway it was just kind of fascinating. and it was fun because then you would watch those movies, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's what you were gonna do that night, like yeah. Netflix and and you know all the streaming services. Uh, yeah, I love I love Netflix. Yeah, Ted they Rando's are my a good guy. They are my corporate overlords. But uh, but we're talking about how the business has changed, and that's okay. They're yeah. worried about it too. Yeah, you know? but like 
you could just turn off a movie. You could watch 15 minutes or something right. and go, ah, fuck, I don't want to do this now. But like when you had the movie and that was what you were I doing, you would watch a bad movie and watch the entire thing because you spent the $8 or whatever it was to rent the damn movie. So you're like, well, we have to watch this piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're fucking Yeah, they're not this. even showing the other half of the nipple. So <laughs> I don't know why we got to wait to the very end for the other half nipple to flop out. Oh, dude. Dang. There was something about that, huh? Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like... I feel Big Candy's probably pretty bummed because yeah. you're no no longer are you you're not going to the store because you're going to go home and watch Netflix and getting all the Jujubes and Mike and Ikes and and all the candies hot tamales hot tamales what are other candies Lemonheads oh Lemonheads oh the ones that had the little bitty uh white crystals the little white circles that's crystal on them. meth that's crystal meth snowcaps yeah. snowcaps yeah, snowcaps snow okay. which is also a street <laughs> term for yeah. crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, anybody that I knew immediately, if somebody got junior mints, dude, that they were probably into some sick stuff with children. That's hey, what I thought. Hey, if dude, I saw anybody. That's my favorite candy. Oh, <laughs> it is. It is. Are you serious? I love junior mints. Dude. Well, dude, okay, hang on. It's not about... <laughs> I'm not a fucking kids. Sorry, I don't want you. To, yeah, you set You're me right, up. Man, my bad. I, I walked into it though. I shouldn't have admitted it. But <laughs> dude, true, you put yeah. I, 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 okay. But uh, you put you put uh, you get the popcorn. You uh -huh. put the junior mints in there. It's a it's a sweet treat with oh. the salty popcorn. They're not sweet. They have fucking mint in them, dude. That's a surprise. <laughs> Who They're, hides fucking mint? Bro, mint is like dude, spearmint. Who hides it under a little layer yeah, of chocolate? Yeah, and it's all gooey. Yeah. And it, now, the gooey part is kind of, I do, the texture, I don't mind. Yeah. But it's just some of the others. It's the, I just don't like mint. I don't want mint to be there when I'm trying to have something sweet. Dang, dude, I'm sorry. It's okay. Shit. But it makes me mad. <laughs> I can tell, dude. You're flexing on me. It makes me angry. Yeah, dude. I can tell. It makes my fucking teeth want to climb through my gums. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, no, my bad, dude. Hey, lemon heads are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> lemon heads were a little crazy, too. Yeah. Remember how powerful some candies were when you were a kid? Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I used to. Hot uh, tamales were pretty powerful when you were young. Dude, when I was a. In high school, someone got me as a gift a 10-pound bucket of Mike and Ike's. Mm -hmm. I love Mike and Ike's. Mm -hmm. I ate the whole 10-pound bucket in a weekend. Wow. And uh, I, when I took a shit, it came out at nine. Not even joking, dude. It was translucent. Oh. I like I, I shit out like a, just a giant Mike and Ike. That's unbelievable. That's beautiful. Yeah, dude. God. So now we know what clip uh, is going to be used for, to promote this podcast. <laughs> my my shit was translucent. <laughs> and I'm I even saying that right? Translucent? Uh, uh, I just means clear, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, they should just yeah. say clear. Clear, then. yeah. I was trying to yeah. be smart. Well, you're fine. I don't yeah. know why they made that word for it. Yeah, translucent. Uh, wonder, allowing light but not detailed shapes to pass through. Yeah, that is exactly what I meant. I used it perfectly. The guy Fuck did yes. well, really uh, good. The guy, I can't. Do they have see-through Dookie or not? I never even seen that. Yeah, well, have ten pounds of Mykonites <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have ten pounds. Yeah, of every now and then somebody's got to test the science out yeah. there. Uh huh. And I was willing to be that kid. Yeah, dude. There was some. You know what? There was just yeah. That was where you would see new candy at. Now, candy got it. They, 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 
there was only a few kinds of candy back in the day. There was like a 20 kinds or something. Yeah. I remember like payday was like something my mom would get. It was like the parents candy. Nah, you don't, you don't fuck with payday. No, never. But like even some, like a, a thousand grand or whatever that one was always yeah. seemed like a, like an old person's candy. Yeah. But now I bet payday, like I remember my mom would always fuck up some almond joys. Oh yeah. And I, I was like, oh, fucking almond joy. Yuck. Yeah. That's old people shit. And yeah. then now. Like last Halloween, I had a little snack size almond joy. They're good. Hoo-wee. God, don't good. mind if I do. Oh, they're good, man. They are good. You know. I remember when they came out with nerd ropes, mm. and I was like, they they don't change the game. Yeah. Nerd ropes. You put it on some licorice. Mm. Ooh wee. Yeah, you would see a lot of people doing unique stuff with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. You'd see somebody some their pants like a thick some thick mm-hmm. little fellas. Be, Pants have been stitched up with nerd rope. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, he's snacking his pants. Come <laughs> open again. That's you, how his dude, mom knew it. You always been. saw that. <laughs> yeah, you always saw that growing <laughs> up, uh, dude. In the nineties, everyone stitching their pants up with some nerd ropes. Different times, maybe different times. Yeah, I miss those, those days truly. When like that's what that was your what you were doing for the day. Yeah, you were like me and my homies. We're gonna meet at somebody's front yard. We're going to then ride our bikes to the convenience store. Get a video game. Yep. We'll probably play video games in the store because they always had like Ninja Turtles or some yep, shit. Yep, they did. And then spend a, a dollar and a quarter on some on way too much candy because mm-hmm. that's how much candy you used to be able to buy, man. God, you would have as much as you fucking could. And I hated Whoppers. And then I'll tell you this. I loved them. Whoppers. Oh, wait, something just happened. Those oh. candies. Oh, Yeah. The Whoppers are the, the the little nuggets, little turd balls. With the little malted milk in them. Yeah, I like them too. God, they were good. Mm-hmm. At first I was like, what is it? Yeah. And then I had some more and I was like, I can handle it. Yeah, you could. It I bet you good. could. It was good. Dude, we used to have, so this place bus, it was past video and shrimp, right? Mm-hmm. So we'd bike over there and you'd get you a little film and then you'd get you a little pound of shrimp with it, right? <laughs> Wait, What? There were, it was a video and shrimp store? Yeah, off of Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. You'd bike over there. That's and, sick. Oh, it was pretty. I love, I love a good combo store. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah so you get uh, the video and you get your shrimp, man, and roll out of there. That's sick. It was pretty cool. But yeah, it was just a different time. You know, it was a different time whenever you go to that. Uh, and this that was even before the chain blockbuster. I think. They had uh, remember they because before that it was like individual, yeah, like Ricky's movies. Yeah, I had, we had Main Street movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was insane. Not even on the Main Street. It was yeah. like kind of in a neighborhood. You're like, this is that always pissed me off. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't a Main Street. Yeah, this is a side street <laughs> at best. But they and then they had they they all every movie theater or movie store like that they had like the curtain mm-hmm. where the oh, the naughty movies were back room. there. Yeah, and then you're at you're a little kid and you'd always just like. <laughs> <laughs> try to try to memorize as many of the covers as you possibly could. <laughs> you just run in, stare at a bunch of <laughs> covers. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, uh, uh, memorize, memorize. Uh, that's what it looks like. And then your mom's like, Adam. You're like, what? I went in there. I thought it was a bathroom. Like you think it's the bathroom every time we come in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, you always what? think it's the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And you've peed on the floor in there <laughs> six times. <laughs> yeah. You're always going in there shitting on the floor. I think you're into that scat porno, <laughs> yeah. you little creep. That was wild, bro. That was fun. That was a good time. Um, what else was I just looking at earlier today that was in the news? Did you see what were we talking about earlier, Zach? We were watching this video. Uh, someone threw their mom's ashes on stage at a pink concert. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, did the mom love Pink this much? That That's the thing. Is this your mom? <laughs> and how many grams is that? Yeah, she just heard snorting her mom. <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, crazy. Yeah. <sighs> She's yeah, inside bro. of me now yeah. and then sings a pink song. Don't couldn't tell you one pink song, but I'm sure I'm sure she's great live. Like a, what's that song she sings? Ja, uh, life support and a little rich. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, but that'd know. be something. Yeah, that's about the biggest thing you can do is probably throw somebody's burnt mom on a stage. Well, you hope that the mom was like a diehard Pink fan or else like that's you're just carrying around your mom all over to try to like meet your heroes. Yeah. You're using your mom after the fact. Like I, if I die and, and like my future, like if I have a kid and then my kid like uses it to like go to a Jojo Siwa concert or some yeah. shit, I'd be a little salty, <laughs> you know, like I'm up in heaven. I'm like, I don't give a shit about yeah. like Jojo Siwa. Why are you using me to get close to G Jojo Siwa? Yeah. They're like, can I get in? This is my dad. You know who my dad is? And they just flash a little bag of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> throw, throw me in someone's face. No offense to Jojo Siwa. I'm sure she's watching. Oh, I'm sure she's doing yeah. great. One yeah. of my friends used to live next door to her actually. Really? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't she live in like a cotton candy castle or something? I think she does. Yeah. I think she lives like on one of those on the like northwest corner of the Candyland board. Yeah, absolutely. Um she's a Omaha. She's an Omaha girl. And so are you. I'm an Omaha boy, yeah. Did you grow up around the uh World Series at all? Oh yeah. Did you go to it ever? Yeah, oh yeah, as a kid. Uh, and then w what we would do is we would go out and like, people are so drunk there mm -hmm. that they will just give alcohol to children. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you just stand by the beer tent and be like, come on, man. And you're like 13 and they're like, they're like, ah, fuck, here, here uh, you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if I go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> this boy in a full on body cast is asking for beer. <laughs> he needs, he, he needs one. This boy petting this dead bird with oh. a neck brace needs a beer. <laughs> totally. He Dude, that's some. great. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about like um there's some there was some empowering thing probably for an adult giving liquor to a kid, huh? Yeah, I, I feel like I haven't done that enough as I've been an adult. It's probably fun to see a kid get fucked up. Is that an insane thing to say or not? No, dude, it's for sure fun. It's kind of like, as yeah. long as they're in like a safe environment. Yeah, as long as it's a safe environment. Even yeah. if it's not that safe, you know, you're yeah. like, you got to learn how to handle yourself, <laughs> yeah, young true. man. Yeah. But it is a little bit like when you see like, when you see a kid who did not drink and then they go off to college, I remember like, our valedictorian or like she was i don't maybe she wasn't but she was a very smart girl oh, was yeah. never at any of the dumb kid parties that i was at uh i saw her in college this girl was like cross-eyed blackout yeah. like looking at me with like one fucking cyborg eye the other eyes like asleep i'm like this girl is in trouble dude. yeah this girl perk a set of tatted on yeah her arm. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah you know who i'm talking about uh yeah i was like she didn't practice enough. Yeah. You got to practice a little bit. So then when you get to the big leagues, you know how to handle your scandal a little bit. Mm -hmm. Don't practice too much. Yeah. You're going to get in trouble. Oh, dude, my friends would pick me up. And I was a lightweight sometimes when it came to weed early on. You mm -hmm. know, they'd pick me up. And one of my buddies, uh, he drove a church van or something, or he commandeered one or whatever. I don't know how he got it. Mm -hmm. But he'd show up in this church van, dude. <laughs> he and stole a church van, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. different look. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The church let him use it late at night. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, for, for crimes. <laughs> yeah, so. But there was the different rows in the church van, and whatever row you in, it got more detrimental to your health, like the further to the back you yeah. got. Like the yeah. back was like people were, you know. Yeah, um, there's just like a small fire back there. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's just cracked out, yeah. staying warm. Yeah, uh-huh. and one of the people staying warm is like an abortion that like made it. You know? Yeah, like yeah, some, they, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Some, like four day old. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, there's a there's a failed abortion clinic in the <laughs> yeah. very back yeah. where they can't figure it quite figure it out. They keep having babies, but the front seat. They're just drinking like the hard front, seltzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The front, yeah, yeah. The front seat is just like it's like people looking at a map, like looking at directions. Yeah, right? just trying to figure out how to get back to the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Second seat is a hard seltzer. Yeah, third seat is remedial reading. That was always remedial reading. Yeah. So it was like yeah, tutors. Because if you can't read remedially, <laughs> <laughs> then you also like, then you probably can't handle hard seltzer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or no, that's probably the exact opposite. Yeah. 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 So if you can't read, you can drink hard seltzer as water all day long. That's all you want to do. And it got weird. Yeah. The further towards the back, it got weirder. But yeah, they would come and they would test. A lot of times they would give me the weed to test it out, you know, because I was kind of like, I I would fall asleep a lot of times. Like we'd go out, I would literally fall asleep because the weed was real strong. And Mm -hmm. then they'd wake me up when it was literally time to go home. Like I'd miss the whole night, you know? Oh, I had a real, I had a real sleeping disorder maybe for like six or seven years kind of um and so anyway uh but yeah i remember just being in my buddy's dad's van and we would you know we would sleep in there and just get really really high and um and he one of the one of the kids dads had some sunglasses he sold sunglasses for a living or whatever yeah hell of a living Oh yeah, and Dude. with the sun, there's unlimited. Was you know, he like an Oakley rep, or these were like knock knockoff? No, he was like a rep. Oh, sick! So he had all the different types, you know. Uh, and so that's a cool guy to know. It was pretty. Yeah, he was pretty cool. He was cool actually. I only yeah. I didn't know him real well. We would sometimes do drugs at his house when he wasn't there. Yeah, so, so that's pretty cool. It was cool. We didn't yeah. get to know him though. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that's a cool dad. He's <laughs> that's like, a cool dad. Yeah. Not home. <laughs> wrap around sunglasses at night. Kids, yeah, yeah. kids are doing drugs in the basement. <laughs> Some dad like driving cross country to sell Oakleys yeah. to like gas stations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. while you're doing drugs at uh, his house is a yeah, good guy. Well, you think he's a cool dad? <laughs> yeah, he's a total degenerate uh, to other adults, but to the kids, he's like pretty cool guy. We're like Todd, your dad's awesome, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. He's like I haven't seen my dad yeah, in two Todd, months. Todd Senior is for sure. <laughs> For sure, awesome. But we would just get wasted and just urinate all over his glasses supply, right? Like at night. So then, like the two days later, whatever, he rolls up to some place with a bunch of just soaking wet yeah. boxes, and he's like, "They're selling like hotcakes." I don't know. <laughs> some about the stink of these glasses are flying off the shelves. Man, I feel bad about some of that shit. Yeah, you know, we, we used to. There's this girl in high school that we. I, it wasn't me, but we, some, my friends would call her Skeletor, mm-hmm. and she was a uh, very mean to us. But for some reason, we'd still go to her parties. And then my friends were like pissing her parents' closets and shit. Yeah, that's a mean thing to do. In hindsight, you're like wildly mean. Why are oh, we yeah. doing that? This girl invited us to a party. Yeah, we're calling her Skeletor and pissing in closets. <laughs> that's kids. Dude. That's mean as shit. <laughs> super mean. Yeah, people just did that kind of stuff. We had some kids bus these two gals, and one of them, she had, I guess, kind of like wide, kind of big nostrils like me, and this other one, she had like a lot of gums in her smile, and they used to call them. Uh, if you take nostril, 
And one of them they called Mr. Ed because she had longer gums. And Mr. Ed, if you said them backwards, it was Lertzen and Derm if you said them backwards. Sure. So everybody always be like, oh, look, it's Lertzen and Derm all the uh-huh. time. It's just so <laughs> dumb. But it was like people would just say it so many times. Man. Yeah. And then like those girls don't definitely couldn't put that together. Never. You know, so they're like, why are you calling us that? Yeah. That's not my name. <laughs> Yeah, it was just life, man. Yeah. God, it was fun, dude. Yeah, I remember we did a bunch of LSD, and this lady got caged up. Or not lady, but like a, you know, someone that was the same age as us got caged up in this room. Not even caged up. Caged up. People said, hey, you're caged up in here. And then they were on so much acid, they just Um, believed they were. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you went to parties and people were in cages? (laughs) Do we have to call someone? No, meanwhile, you could get out whenever you want. Yeah, it's just an uh, unlocked door. (laughs) Yeah, you're in a backyard. It's not even a room. (laughs) You're like, there's no way you can escape. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, looking back at the shit that we used to do, like, you know the movie Ma? Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I did. You know who was in that movie? Johnny Paolo, who used to work with us. Oh, wow. So my buddy, Scotty Landis, wrote the movie. Oh, wow. And it's based on... I told him a story about my childhood, and he's like, oh, dude, I have a very similar story. And he was like, I bet a lot of people do. And then he wrote that movie, which essentially was this woman who used to buy us beer and shit. We'd go over to her apartment. She made us call her mom. No. Yeah, she'd be like, just call me mom. And you're like, huh. But you're like, she's buying you beer. So you're like, hey, mom. Yeah. Can I get an (laughs) 18-pack of Bush Light? (laughs) (laughs) And she'd like make us, she would be like, well, you got to have a few here before you can leave. And so we, I remember just like, she had like this crazy, like four foot zong. Yeah. So like, there was also this other adult man, like these people were like adults and they're just like bong ripping with like 16 year old kids. And I like, I took, I took enough bong rips that I turned like green. Yeah. And then I lay down in this bed, like fully zapped out of my head. And it was her like daughter's bed, her like little 13 year old daughter. And, uh, she, she daughter wasn't there. I'm laying in the bed. Her, they, she brings her daughter into the room. She goes, it's okay. Just crawl into bed with him. Yeah. And I'm like so green and I can't move. And I just, this fucking little girl crawls into bed with me. And I'm meanwhile, I'm like. 16 years old and i'm like this is too weird and then luckily my buddies like grabbed me and pulled me out of there and i'm like this is a fucking horror film dude yeah because that is a, that is a horror film that lady could be setting you up who even knows why is there people that are still living that much in the past where they are or, or what do you think that is like the mom that does that or the dad that it, well, that's she, more of a mom is that more of a mom thing or a dad thing well, it might be a dad thing, but then uh, that dad is arrested pretty quick. I feel like yeah. dads get arrested for that shit pretty quickly. Moms are like, eh, maybe the maybe she is uh, just being a nice woman, and uh, you know, yeah, give him a benefit of the doubt. G- guys, immediately, I think they're like, yeah, he's a creep. He goes to prison. Uh, yeah, the fact that we were able to party at this woman's house and like. She yeah, was a, it was it was a, it was a strange thing. Every town has a couple cool kind of cool moms like that. Yeah. You know, and they're fucking cool, dude. And they're, sometimes they drive a van. One of them, I remember, drove a van with like that swimming pool ladder on the back. Like, what the fuck? Was yeah, that I remember the, yeah. Why like, did you? Yeah, every time you go up there, there's no pool up there. There's not a pool. There's never been a pool up there. <laughs> like, this is a fucking it's a weight lie. limit. It would, yeah, you couldn't put it's a pool a, up there. This van's a lie. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel also vans. Where are vans? Yeah. Vans up and disappeared, dude. They were so good. Well, my mom had a had a a minivan 
that had like those twinkly lights. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, not a fancy. It was not particularly fancy. It was called a Mark III, and it had like the little lights. You remember in the movie theaters? That looks like it on the top left. Oh, that's a Mark II. Yeah, that's a Mark II. Ours was the Mark. III. Oh, that's the Mark III. Oh, that yeah. So wow. essentially, this and then uh, dumb ladder, and then there was a little like thirteen-inch TV with a, a cassette. So we would watch. We watch half baked in there. Yeah. You know, we would, uh, you know, on road trips, I'd I'd queue up some Forrest Gump, yeah. put that put that bitch on repeat, <laughs> just run it right back. Dude, this I remember my mom got a Dodge Neon car, and we'd never had like a nice car before, and we went and my brother and I would go and sleep in it at night, and sleep, put the passenger seats down and and the uh, driver's seat down and sleep in there. It was so nice, dude. Pull it up, <laughs> a Dodge Neon. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, but that's not a van. It's just a car. Oh, it was a van to us, man. It was fucking oh, yeah. beautiful. It was spe- so spacious. Because before that, she'd had a Ford Festiva. Oh, yeah. My, uh... You ever seen those? Yes. My mom had... They had a Buick... That right there. The silver one. My mom had that. And she used to beat us in. I, fi- I literally... That car ran by abuse. Yeah, that's what it was powered like, by. My mom could play us like the drums. Like she would sit in the fucking driver's yeah. seat and literally like, like, and the roof would like start to droop on you. Like the roof. That's what our my mom's car. Like it would like the roof no longer the feltness. Oh yeah, it no longer stuck to the ceiling, and it would just start to droop down, and you'd be in the back seat with like a roof like hanging, like it's some swoopy bangs, but it's just the roof to the car. Yeah, you'd be like, I hate you, mom. (laughs) Yeah. God, get a car that I can see out of. Dude, with that droop roof, because yeah, yeah, a lot of those vehicles had Bell's palsy, I think. Yeah. That's kind of sad, a lot of those vehicles. It was a different time. All right, we've reached that part of the show that nobody ever skips. And this time it's sponsored by Lucy Nicotine. That's right, Lucy's tobacco-free gum, pouches, and breakers are intelligent nicotine options for upstanding, responsible adults like yourself. If you want to use nicotine and use it responsibly, then Lucy is the way to do it. All their products have three things in common. No tobacco, powerful nicotine, and delicious flavors. If that's something you're craving, you're trying to uh, change the way you consume nicotine, Lucy can help. Shipping is always free, and there's a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. They sent me a bunch of products, Lucy did, and, and I'm looking forward to checking some of them out. I know they have wonderful flavors like mint and mango, and people love both of those types. Visit lucylucy.co. And use promo code Theo to get 20% off your first order. If you're in the mood for some nicotine or you're you're trying to adjust the way you consume or you're trying to wean off, Lucy could be a way to do that for you. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. That's right. This product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Visit lucy.co, use promo code Theo to get 20% off your first order, that's L-U-C-Y dot C-O, promo code T-H-E-O, to receive 20% off and always free shipping. You know what movie I saw the other day that I really liked was, uh, um, it was a Jim Carrey movie. It was called When He Owns the Theater, 
or he goes back and gets that movie theater. Majestic. You ever see that movie? Oh, I did, but that's been so long. It was I feel one. like that's a good... I'd go back and like just do a deep dive on all Jim Carrey movies because he's, I mean, he's, he so was the, he's the legend. I won my fifth grade talent show doing Jim Carrey impressions. No way. Yeah, dude. Can you still do anything or no? I mean, no. They weren't even good back then. It was just like, somebody, you know. It's just me doing mask. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it was that, good. Um, did you ever go to, because you moved, you moved, you grew up in Omaha? Yeah, I grew I grew up in Waterloo, Iowa till I was 10. And then we moved to Omaha and then I, till high school. And then after I graduated, I moved to uh, LA. Did you ever go to the Field of Dreams? In Iowa, yeah. yeah you yeah, did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, isn't it? It's way cool, yeah. It's kind of, it's in like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's just like a baseball field. Yeah, Dyersville it is. I, lo- I, yeah. I, I love the Midwest. My mom went yeah. to school over there in Iowa, but... Um, yeah, where, dude. Where at? She went to Col- Col- Colin College, I think. Oh, okay. Um, there real. it is. Yeah, it's cool. It's I, cool. When you go I, see it, it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like the Midwest, people like it get, people it, give it such a, like, a bad rap, but it is just... It's just... People are so nice. Uh, it's it's like beautiful. Like Iowa's a very pretty state. Oh, I love like it. Like rolling man. hills and just gr- green, beautiful fields, you know, cornfields. It's yeah. cool. Well, also like Purina from, dog brand was from, there's a lot of famous old brands that are from there. Like John um, Deere. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Russell Stover, I think. Where's that from? God, imagine knowing him. Russell? I'd love it. Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Kansas, right there. Kansas City, Missouri. It's like yeah. <clears throat> it's like accepted as the Midwest, even though I feel like it's a, getting a little Wild West, kind of. It's a little bit. What I like about Kansas City mm-hmm. is like that there was like a real mafia element. Oh, yes. Because yeah. St. Kansas- Louis has a mafia yeah, element. Kansas City, there was like the Kansas City mob bosses, and like they wouldn't go west to there like so the mob oh. bosses would be in there and they would control vegas because they couldn't get any closer because the, the the feds would come down on them fuck that's at least crazy. that's what like casino taught me the the movie yeah i believe a lot of that yeah i believe a lot of that man um is there a movie that you've been thinking about like do you like so you have this one done is there like another movie that now you like? Do you have to wait to see how this one does to see if you get other opportunities? How does that kind of work in your business? Because you've had a good, you've had a good run. A lot of mm-hmm. guys don't get don't get some of the same opportunities. You know, for sure. Uh, yeah, kind of. You always have to be thinking like, what's the next thing? Uh, but yes, I think this one. So I have a lot writing on this one. You know, so they they Netflix really wants it to do well. I really wanted to do well, and I think if it does well, then Netflix will let me make it a handful more. That's great. Which would be great. Yeah, so man, we'll make watch sure. Watch it July 7th. <laughs> we will. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, but I have, like, the next couple ideas cooking right now. So it, as soon as the writers were on strike, so I technically I can't go pitch a movie right now. Yeah. So, like, I have it ready to go, and then as soon as we are not striking any longer... I'll uh, I'll flop on into that movie studio and pitch my wares. Um, do you pitch something before you write it? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes it's you want it, to. It depends. Every project's like different, but sometimes if the idea is like too weird that you feel like the um, executive wouldn't be able to to get it. 
then we wouldn't I w- we would just write it and then go sell it uh but if it's like a hooky idea like this uh, the outlaws like when you you understand the movie when i right. pitch it to you so you're like oh i get it you could just pitch that idea and they'll buy that idea and then yeah. and then you're kind of on the track already um your show the gemstones are you guys finished doing it or you're just waiting to see if you do it again i think we'll probably do it again i'm i'm danny's pretty confident he wants to do another couple seasons of it it's so fucking fun dude yeah. and and danny mcbride is like i'm not you know like you said earlier i'm just like so damn lucky to like the that they allow me to keep doing this shit yeah uh and it's so ridiculous danny mcbride is like a, a true comedy hero of mine like I remember when me and the Same. workaholics guys, like way before we got workaholics, when we were still doing like internet sketch stuff, mm-hmm. uh, D- Durs came over, Anders Holm came mm-hmm. over with a DVD. He like knew an agent that slipped him a DVD of the Foot Fist Foot Way. Foot, yeah, you ever God, see that movie? So good, so good, dude, and um, so good. Jody Hill directed it. Danny is the star of it. And, and Jody does Jody write on Gemstones? Yeah, he directs a lot of the episodes. Wow, what is he like? He's the best, dude. He's just like the coolest. They're all just the coolest, nicest dudes. And uh, I mean, you get along. So fucking good, dude. When he's trying to break that, <laughs> they fucking break that board. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, so funny, and uh, we. We were writing sketches together, and we would write every Wednesday and try to shoot something every weekend. That's That was like our, our schedule. And so Durst comes over, and he's like, we're not going to write anything. We're going to watch this movie. I, I heard it's it's unbelievable. And we're like, all right. And we watched it, and we were like, holy shit. And then we watched it right back. We watched it two times in a yeah. row. And it was the first time that we were like, oh, we can – not that it wasn't great because it was great, but it was like they felt like we know those dudes. Like we are, we can make movies like that. Uh, like you know what I mean. Like yes. like Will Ferrell, since he does like these big characters and his movies are like big and broad, can't really fe- do that. Yeah, it felt like unobtainable. Yeah, and so this it felt like oh we can make a movie like this. It yeah. feels like down and dirty, and like we could we could do this like with our friends. And then we started to that sort of changed our idea of like what we were doing because we were playing like more characters or doing like bits with with our sketches and then we we're like we should just play kind of play ourselves yeah and that's sort of how workaholics like that was the start of like trying to do sketches where i'm adam but like an exaggerated version of myself yeah. you know and and then workaholics was kind of born out of you guys being yourselves just in, a, in an environment in an environment yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing that happened with me for podcasts. And I used to have a podcast with my friend Matt Weiss, and he worked works with TMZ. I think he still works with them. And we were interviewing celebrities and stuff mm-hmm. and talking about like celebrity stuff. He knew a lot about celebrity stuff. He really liked that world. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a struggle for me because I didn't know that much about celebrities. And then uh then I went on Joe Rogan's show and I left out of there one day and I was like, oh, I just need to be, I just need to be myself. I just need to be in a place where I can just talk. Well, I think that's when comics really start to find their rhythm, right? Is when they, when you get over that hump of like, like, I feel like every comic starts this way where they just, they, they have their top five comics and yeah. they try to be like a version of them. Oh, yeah. Instead of just doing, like, what makes you funny. Yeah. Who and were some of yours early? 
of like the comics that I or that you do you feel like you impersonated anybody a little bit? I know that I remember showing a tape to a guy one time. I was doing like a year, and he's like, "This is great if you're like a Mitch Hedberg impersonator." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> very fair, very fair." Very yeah, fair. I bet I was doing like some Tosh or like trying to be like Swartzen or. Or um, Jim Gaffigan was was really big at that time, oh, and I, yeah. I love how he like plays with the levels of his voice, which I still like to do. But uh, I can see that now. You said a little bit, yeah. So yeah. I'm so I yeah. I'm sure there was some of that. And then I think like when you start to find your voice is when you go like, yeah, obviously like Chris Farley's like an influence of mine, and Jack Black's an, an influence of mine, and Sandler, but like what makes me me and then and then from then once i kind of committed to being myself i feel like everything clicked into place yeah and a lot of that was from watching foot fist way and being like oh these guys are just even though danny isn't that guy he's like doing a character but it's like they're doing a character from a real place that they can access and not you don't have to like on your 30th movie is when you can stretch and and try to be something that you aren't. Right, right. When you could be Tom Hanks. It's like Tom Hanks didn't start off doing, doing like yeah, these Polar super Express dramatic. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah, Polar Express, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fascinating, man, that we all pick up pieces of other people. There's a famous book about that. It's called, it's like, bar, I don't know if it's called Borrow, but there's a book about that we all like, especially I think in entertainment, you can't help but take influence from things. Like we just interviewed Ric Flair and he talks and he, his whole, his, I love Ric Flair, oh, it, was, it was, it was unreal, dude. I mean, he is, Ric Flair will text me every year for my birthday. I'm like, this is the best, like no one, like my friends don't even do that shit. But Ric Flair's like, woo, happy birthday, Adam. I'm like, love it, dude. Bro, it was so interesting, but he, his, his, um, his character, I guess, or some of his things that you know him from, mm -hmm. they're amalgamation of other people, right? Yeah. And he says this. It's not any talking out of shop. And he kind of like fine-tuned him, you know? It's just interesting. That's how everything works, kind of. Well, it's also like the generation of comics that you come up with. Like, if you're rolling with a crew, you all are like kind of taking from each other. Yeah. Like, without even... It's like how groups of friends, when you guys are kids... How like that group of friends, they all have the same terminology. Yeah. They all have the same verbiage. Like they talk alike, they dress alike, and you just can't help but but be like that. Yeah. It, that's just human nature. So like when people shit on me for, you know, talking like this person or being like that person, I'm like, I'm friends with those guys. Like right. this is just how we talk. Right. And some of it's paying homage to them in some type of a way, you know? It's like you're kind of, it's like you're. As long as you're not stealing like their jokes or like yeah. fully like i bet you would be like yo adam what's with the mullet if i like get your exact same hair and i started like doing like your type of material yeah. you might be like what the fuck divine yeah but and, like and if you got held back in the sixth grade yeah if i de if i demanded to be held back in the sixth grade <laughs> to be more like you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like but adam you can read and do basic math and i'm like fucking hold me back yeah, hold me back <laughs> so i can be a fucking king next <laughs> yeah, year yeah i'm trying to be the rat king yeah, dude <laughs> bro it's crazy that people just let their kids go through all the great like hold your kid back one year yeah. and make him a fucking legend dude, bro. i i remember the, hold the, him back the kid that i was like my bully it's funny i've said on multiple podcasts that he was my bully and then my aunt one thanksgiving comes up to me and goes adam can i talk to you and i'm like yeah what's up and she goes 
do you remember Brian? I'm not going to say his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, dude, that kid was my bully in elementary school. And, and she goes, he says that you were his bully <gasps> and that you really picked on him when you were a kid. But this was the kid that he like failed a grade in like fourth grade or whatever yeah. and was held back. So he's like way bigger than me. He had like facial hair yeah. in the fourth grade. He was like, and uh, he was drawing it on, but he, he had it. Yeah, he had it. And he kept picking on me. And I remember like my dad was like, is he bigger than you? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, then violence is your only key. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, you have to strike first and strike often. And I'm like, this is some bad advice. This is Dad. a foot fist wish. Yeah, totally. So like, I just, I like punch this kid in the face. Yeah. Like he said some shit. I just like fucking whacked him and then would run away. We like, so where he could never strike back. I kicked him down a staircase once. Oh, like, so I was like a violent little kid. And in hindsight, I was this kid's bully. Oh, but oh, from my kid. point of view, he bullied me. And then my dad just gave me the go ahead to be a violent little fuck and so i'm sorry brian <laughs> i didn't know dude i thought you were my bully and i was trying to stand up for myself yeah we didn't know brian bullies are oh, regular, regular people. people i love that song dude god but sometimes, sometimes I, I see the bullies yeah and i pray, pray for, for them. them damn damn Ugh. We got to get you in a Pitch Perfect movie. They don't Theo. make good music anymore, yeah, huh? Shit. How many? How how perfect are you guys going to make the pitch? That's what a lot of people are Dude, wondering. Yeah, is it, is it, isn't it perfect enough? <laughs> I don't know. That's God what damn. people are saying. Yeah. It's like when Step It Up keeps coming out. People yeah. are like, how? <laughs> yes, yeah, they're second up to the streets. Like, we get it. How many places Amy do we Schumer have to step always up? used to say that. How much, we, how much do we have to step it up? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah how perfect is the pitch going to get? Do you th- will it... It's still getting, dude. I'm doing a spinoff show. I did. Uh, a, it's called Bumper in Berlin. Season one is already airing on Peacock. It, wow. it was a fucking hit for them. And then, uh, yeah. So I lived in Germany all last, or for like four months last year, and like just being a song and dance band in Germany, dude. There, yeah. There's, oh there's, there's me. Uh, that girl has horns on her head. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild show. Um, Interesting. Is yeah. Riff Raff in it? No, dude. That sucks. You're right. I should put riff in it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the pitch the pitch is still staying perfect, dude. I'm yeah. I'm riding that one all the way home. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's what fun. an interesting. T- I mean, just followed an interesting life, man. Because to go stay in Germany for four months is pretty. Did you have to work every single day, or did you actually have some free time? Yeah, I worked a lot on that one because I was the lead of it, and oh. it's like a song and dance show. So like, I'm singing and dancing. Every goddamn episode. So, like, I have to, on the weekends, it's like I have to go record songs and I have to, like, learn choreography and shit. And then, uh, but it was a wild, that's, have you ever been to Germany? Mm. Yes. A, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I have. My where, girlfriend, somebody almost ran over my girlfriend with a bike over there. Oh, dang. Where at? Mm, I don't know. It was about, like, this little, uh, it was kind of, like, by a, uh. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. I mean, I remember, but I don't remember enough to say anything else. Yeah, I've been there. That is a dangerous intersection. Yes. Yeah. Dangerous intersection. Uh, Yeah, so we were in Berlin, and awesome city, super Mm -hmm. fun, but like also like kind of cool in a weird way Mm -hmm. where like uh they have this club, Bergheim, which is like the cool club where like everyone wears like leather 
dick pouches and shit. Yeah. And they have this guy that they call him the um, piss goblin. Mm-hmm. And he's like a 65-year-old man who's just like... And like you're supposed to just piss on him when you see him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, he'll and is like, he in a chair? Is he sitting down? No, he'll just like, well, I, I didn't go to this club, but I've been told all about him. And then he'll just like go around the club. And uh, yeah, that's it right there. The big square building yeah oh, and yeah. uh and then it's just a warehouse inside and uh yeah it's scary it's like industrial um dun, type dun, music dun, and, dun, then, dun, and then and then the the piss goblin will like lay in the 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 trough you know how they have troughs Ooh. at uh in men's shitty men's bathrooms yeah and uh he'll just lay in there and be like and you can just splash him up. You can just splash him up. Apparently, wow. yeah. Freaking put a batch on that dude. So man. it was like COVID was just starting to like wind down mm-hmm. uh, at that point, and so all the clubs were closed. And then while I was there, they all opened, and we were getting sat at this nice restaurant. My wife Chloe and I, and um, the guy recognized me. He's talking to me, and he's like, "How are you enjoying Germany?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, we really like." It. And he's like, "Have you been to some of the clubs? They're so fun and crazy." And we're like. Oh, we haven't yet. You know, I'm working a lot, so I don't have time to go to the clubs. And he goes, oh, it's so fun. You have to make the time. Um, There's awesome parties, the piss parties. And then he goes, okay, your table's ready. (laughs) Just so quickly, the piss parties. Okay, table's ready. Sit down. (laughs) Here's some charcuterie. Yeah, Yeah. dude. Here's some ginger soup. Yeah, here's some ginger soup. Enjoy the piss party. (laughs) Well, dude, piss pigging is a big thing, I think, now. It used to... Um, and even vegans are doing it. I think it's like piss pigging is, I guess, when f- there's like a fella what's, at like a what's pigging? What's piss pigging? Can you bring something up, Zach? You're leaving me on a branch here, brother. Um, it's when people are drinking urine, I think, somewhere. Oh. And like it's like rich. I think I don't know if it's rich people do it, but it's like uh piss some, pig. Yeah, piss go. pig. Well, let's yeah. look at porn. Don't look at porn, please. But I mean, well, it's we, hard. It's hard not to look at is. porn with the piss pigging because it's. Probably pretty synonymous with it's like you look up butt fucking. You're gonna see some butt fucking then, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you look up piss pig and you're gonna see some piss pigs. All right, whatever, man. Yeah. That's that's how you guys are gonna be about it. I'm just looking for more of a technical site. Okay. Like yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear the symphony. I just want to read the sheet music. <laughs> yeah, you know I, get, I get it. <laughs> but I think it's people that will drink urine. So it's like at uh, these high end parties. I'm hearing you can go around and you pay somebody and then you just urinate into them, and huh. it's like a and people enjoy it. I guess. Um, but that's something that's going on. But I think in Germany they're very they don't things aren't as taboo to them. Is that what it felt like, or it's more taboo? Well, I feel like in Berlin especially, it's like. The, f- the the freak you are, the the cooler it is. And everyone's just very open-minded. Mm, yeah. And so, like, I was staying at the Soho house, right? In, like, in East Berlin. Very nice hotel. Uh, they have this awesome rooftop uh, bar mm-hmm. that, that we would eat dinner up there uh, a lot of times. And uh, we were having drinks late one night. And it was, like, it wasn't even that late. It was, like, 11 o'clock. And but people go, they have dinner at like eleven, and okay. then they go to the clubs at like midnight one, and wow. then they stay there all night long. And there's full on dudes in like leather straps with like their nipples like pierced, and then a chain connecting, then a chain going down to oh, the yeah, you know I've seen where that stuff. Uh huh. And he's just full on sitting there eating a full rotisserie chicken. Oh yeah. Just in that get up, I'm like, that is you don't see that in L.A. You know? No, you don't yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. Oh, here we go. You're 
There's a social media community of people drinking, bathing in their urine for the sake of health. Mm. Uh, so you bathe in your own urine. I feel like... I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, I'm going to give that a no, too. Highlights from the urine therapy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay, so this lady... And this lady, or also this could be that guy, Bill, what's his name, that used to play for the Lakers? Lambeer? Bill Walton? Bill Walton. Does he? She looks like him a little. Oh, yeah. That's Bill Walton now. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know. I thought, who knows, bro? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. And no shade to Bill or Luke. I don't know. There's just, this could be AI. Yeah, that's true. You can't trust anything anymore. But, dude, if somebody rolled up on you with, first well, of all. Also, imagine, because that woman, she's, it said 59 years old. She said she was. Uh, imagine being, yeah, 59 this month. Uh Imagine, because that could be your mom, you know? Yeah. Imagine your mom get, has like a little health kick, like moms sometimes do. My mom where, has them all, yeah. Yeah, where you're like, yeah, I've got, got really into salads or whatever. And you're like, good for you. I like that for you. You know, yeah. so try to live as long as you can. But then she, your mom like goes full on, like I, I guzzle my own piss. Oh. That'd be a bummer. She's like trying to give you hugs and, and like little cheek smooches, you know, as moms oh, do. Yeah. But she has like a breath of her own piss. That would suck. <laughs> that'd be like, oh, that'd be a real bummer. That's that movie. Yeah, it's like the sequel to that movie, Backdraft, kind of. <laughs> but what about this brother right there soaking his uh, feet in some urine and letting the dog lick him? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, this man should be arrested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, yeah. Guy, yeah. <laughs> this guy has to go right to prison. Uh, and that wa that woman too, mom, you gotta go to you gotta go to jail. Yeah, this is a bad idea. Yeah, wow. Like, I feel anyone else's month old urine tastes exactly like beer. <laughs> nah, dude. Well, you're drinking for sure bad yeah. beer. Yeah, that's a bad. Yeah, beer. that's yeah. bad. Really bad beer. <laughs> like you could just spend like one dollar more and get beer that doesn't taste like month old urine. Yeah, non piss, no piss in here. That's but what if, saying. what if, yeah, what if that's the, like Bud Light's new slogan? <laughs> They're trying to gain some, uh, no, some no drinkers piss, back. No piss in here, buddy. Um, is your wife an actress too? She is, yeah. She is, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's a very beautiful lady. You post all, you guys post a lot of pictures and do a lot of fun stuff together, it looks like. We do. We, we tried to do a bunch of fun stuff. Did you guys kind of fall in love? What was that like for you? Because you seem like you're in love, kind of. That's the vibe mm -hmm. that I get from you. Yeah, I, I hope when you marry someone, you're in, you're in love. That's the that's the the key to the to the whole thing. I think. But some people don't put their they you know they they don't. Yeah, because they don't want to. Yeah, I'm like a very. I feel you know because we want to have kids and stuff, and some people I have friends that they like don't put their kids on their social media. I think I'm just gonna put my kids all over. I don't give a shit. I yeah. just like my life. Like I'm a pretty open book. I'm like, yeah, this is my wife. These are my friends. This is my kid. Like, yeah. don't kidnap the kid, obviously. No. That's a prerequisite. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a definitely no-no, but it's like... But even stalkers aren't that... Back in the day, I think a stalker would come to kid. Like, stalkers even nowadays are kind people of... People don't give a shit about me. They're you know, lazy. That's what's cool about comedians. It's like, there's no real... No one really cares. That's a good point, huh? You know? Like, it's like when they people see you at the Starbucks. Or, or see me. They're, they're, they're just like, oh, shit, what's up, man? Yeah. You you want some extra pumps of sugar-free vanilla? Yeah. Like, that's what I get, you know? Or like, yo, this one's on the house. And I'm like, no, dude, I can pay for the coffee. And they're like, I got you. Yeah. That's the level of stalker that I have, just like a cool guy yeah. who's a barista. 
But then when that dude shows up later in your <laughs> living room and he's like, yeah. this one's on you, the house. Yes, you <laughs> owe me for that cold brew. Bro, that would almost yeah. be a crazy movie of like a unique stalker that like just shows. Like Who he, just wants to brew me espressos. Yeah. Yeah. He gives you one free thing and you don't even want it. And yeah. then he holds that against you forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's like a, that sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, where he just, you're like, I didn't even want the egg white and ham sandwich that you <laughs> that you made me get <laughs> it's like i actually had breakfast on me i didn't yeah. even want this but <laughs> but all right i had a woman st- hit me after a show once st- uh stopped me after a show one time and asked her if i was leaving subliminal messages in podcasts to her and that was kind of crazy that's, and she was extremely serious mm, she was extremely serious that's it, scary it was way scary but you were right yeah. <laughs> <After>. <laughs> I, what I said was I haven't been, but I but will. But you're gonna start. <laughs> yes, three M and M's, three M and M's, whatever that means to her. Uh, um, yeah, I had one time, and this was really early on. Nothing this weird has happened since. But this girl brought me a bunch of cupcakes to mm-hmm. a show, and this was like right when Workaholics was taking off, and I'm like this is the best. I get baked goods now. I'm at baked good level. And so I like take, I was living with Blake at a time. We had just rented this like cool house in the Hollywood Hills. And I come back and I'm like, yo dude, I got these cupcakes. Like I'm at baked goods level. And I like bit into a cupcake. It was the first cupcake I bit into chunk of her hair, dude. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. Like a full on tendril. Like, like like a lock, like a lock. Like she, Cut off a little chunk, baked it into a cupcake. It's so, how fucking weird is that, dude? I mean, uh, what is what is she getting out of that? And I, then now I'm like, well, now I can't. That sucks because I want to be able to eat baked goods from fans. <laughs> I want to be able to accept that's Polish romance. The, I think the, dude. the I delicious you know treats that are given to me, but but mm. now you can't. You you never know. God, that's wild. To have somebody's hair in there. Yeah. I guess I guess it was like I'd rather have hair than just like they just uh, a ton of fentanyl or some shit. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's for sure better. But but still, they weird. had our Taco Bell in our town was famous. Somebody had been doing like duty in the meat or whatever whenever it first opened up. And I know this. People say this is an old your, wives' tale, dude. Your but this town? is a true story. Oh, okay. And they had, and I know people say this happened in our town. Whatever they shut our Taco Bell down. For two months, bro. And people were losing their fucking minds. People were getting divorces outside of it. People were throwing bricks through the window. Um, people were writing. Well, so so people were, because I think the old wives' tale was like, they used uh, like dog meat or something. And you're like, what? No, but I love a cheesy gordita crunch. How could they do this? Um but then that's not, that wasn't like a real thing. So people were literally like a guy who was working there. They busted there. a guy doing duty in the meat. And you can look it up too, I think, buddy. But this was, um, yeah, they, oh, yeah, in my town, I don't think anybody's going to frown at half a pound of of raw bichon or something, you know what I'm saying? But I think somebody goes and feces up a meat, you know, somebody goes yeah. and feces up a, a, one of those, you know, um, what are they called? Crunchwrap Supremes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But that's that really happened in our town, you know, and it's unfortunate that that kind of stuff happened. But that sucks. Can you find it? It may be on a Reddit. I think I found the article. It's just loading. I okay. feel it's uh, from 1997. It's an old good, article, bro. Good but year. 
Can't believe it happened. Dude, I remember one night I got out of my buddy's piss van with the sunglasses. I was mm -hmm. so high. They woke me up because we stopped at Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. And I got out and I went to live with this other family in high school. And I get out and they were there. And I was like, you ever be so high and you see some people that you're like, I'm not supposed to see these people when I'm high. Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's the, the worst. worst. That's the worst. Uh, Yeah, that's the worst. God, it was the worst, man. Dude, the I was worst like, What's is. What's up? It, I like said what like at some insane yeah, vocal like, level. Ah! <laughs> and they're like, Hey, Theo, good to see you. It's lasagna tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, good love lasagna. Yeah, my agents called me the uh, the other week. They called me like at eight o'clock at night. Ooh, and I had, that's like, alarming. I like smoked weed, and then they called right then, and then it's like the whole team, yeah. and. I like just change agencies and they're like, they're just wanting to talk to me about stuff and like career stuff, man. I did. I, I just talked for like 12 minutes straight. Didn't let them get a word in. It's just me like saying words yeah. that I don't know even the meaning of. <laughs> I'm just saying shit, dude. Yeah. Afterwards I was, I like call my manager. I'm like, was I just saying a bunch of words? He's like, yeah, dude, you were making <laughs> So I'm like, fuck. Wow. Don't call, don't call me. Don't call me at eight. Like that's a that's an afternoon. It's outside of sober hours for sure. I might I might have just smoked a joint. In which case, I'm gonna I'm gonna be spinning my wheels in the mud. Yeah. In the in the vocabulary mud. Oh yeah, I think especially if agents they deserve to hear something from you every now and then. Even if you call them like, hey, listen to me, read a little bit of this stuff that I wrote, and you just read like the first chapter of like uh, um, Scarlet Letter to them. You know? Yeah, they would love that. <laughs> they would love you using their time like that. Yeah. They'll stay on the phone. If they you're, would, they if would you're doing well enough, yeah, they'll, they'll stay, stay on, on the, the fucking nah, phone. They, they will, yeah. They'll stay on there and be like, wow, that's interesting. Uh, wow, good stuff. And this is because, uh, are you going to write a book? I know a lot of comics are writing books. Yeah, I thought about it. I've written a bunch over the years. I've written a lot. I may, I've probably written half of a book for sure. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes You'd, I'd I'd read your book. I bet you you know you got so many tales from thanks man from your uh, youth. Well, we grew like up in I'd a unique like to... area, man. Ian Summerhalder was from our town. You ever met him? Uh, uh show me him. We I his name is so familiar. God, he was handsome, brother. Really? Nobody ever seen it. Oh yeah, that yo yeah. No, I know this guy. This guy uh, was in the Vampire Diaries with uh with my girl Nina Dobrev. I mean, if you're able to be. I mean, he's almost, he's could be man or woman. Yeah. Like, you know, when like you're him, so hot, yeah, you could be either. Like, that's when you are the peak level. Like, Brad Pitt, put long hair, give him tits. That's a, that's a beautiful woman. He's at least an eight as a woman. This yeah, guy, though, has that. He, him yeah, and, yeah, you might be right. This, he's, yeah, he's got more, uh, maybe not. I don't know. I guess it depends on what kind of woman you're into. That's a sexy lady. Yeah, but I mean, he was like they had the most. He was like the most the most handsome. So they he could get. is he like a, a right around your age? So you like knew this guy? He was maybe a little bit older than me, but so we he heard about a, him. Yeah, he he was so hot. He went to another school, and you're like, word is that there's just like a hot boy. And no, he school. came. No, he would, here's what he would do though. This is the f biggest flex ever. He would come to school the first day of school. 
uh-huh. and then go back to like being like a model or superhero. So he would just come the first day so all the chicks could see him. Yeah. Like, there he is. There mm-hmm. he is. And meanwhile, us regular dudes, we got on everything we could. Yeah. We put cologne in a couple of choice yeah, you, spots. You're just reeking of cool water cologne. Oh, we'd fucking done it all. We mm-hmm. used an annual mouthwash. We'd done it all. We yeah. were ready. You got your, uh, what were the like cool jeans? Like Jabot? Probably some Jabots, yeah. maybe, or um, Duckhead, maybe. Something mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. you'd had something fucking decent. Uh, our shit was American Eagle dungarees. Ooh. Where it had like a little thing to like put your hammer. Oh yeah, <laughs> <It was> the <laughs> best, like like you always just had a hammer ready yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, never used it. Never needed a hammer. But that. then you bring a hammer and hit somebody with it. Yeah, and you're the and bad suddenly guy. Suddenly you have to go to in school detention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, suddenly you're uh, the criminal. Yeah, there. Those are the sick jeans that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twenty eight dollars. That's fair. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a price. pretty reasonable price. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why my mom was being such a goddamn. Bitch about buying me these <laughs> jeans for twenty eight dollars, lady, and that was in what ninety eight, ninety nine. Like that was, yeah. I feel like uh, those are good, man. They they were probably eleven dollars then, you know. Yeah, yeah. If they're twenty eight now, yeah. I'm trying to think of what other big clothes was popular then. Probably. Oh, dude. For me, it was a uh, it was a lot of no fear. You didn't want to have any fear. Oh yeah. On your on you wanted people to know from like across the room that you. Do not possess any fear. Yeah. None. Oh, if you had a fucking ounce of fear in you. <laughs> yeah. You better not have any fear. And you want everyone to know that there's, yeah, you have no, nope. none. Absolutely none. Remember the eyes? Remember that little eyes thing? Uh-huh. Every fucktard had that. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Remember and then, that And shit? then Massimo was uh was another big one. Massimo was big, bro. Yeah, Massimo. dude. You, I feel like you might have had some money if you rocked a Massimo shirt. Yeah, dude. I didn't. My my family wouldn't hook me up with a with a Massimo. I, they had one that was like, it was like uh, and they made it hard to see. Mm-hmm. It said Massimo, but then like the way they it was the like way blurred vision. Yeah, yeah. They had um. I remember some. Uh, I would always end up living with buddies, and so I would use their shit, you know? Oh, so, so you, you kind of had a revolving closet. A little bit, dude, yeah. but I would always be like, oh, man, I can't find your shirt, but then I'd have to wear it. I'd be at school with them. They'd be like, oh, this is fucking... You're like, oh, I was really looking for that shirt. Have you seen it, Theo? And you're like, no? <laughs> Haven't. I'd wear my backpack on the front in the halls. <laughs> like, fucking, this is dumbest, dude. Oh, that's funny. Oh, so did you go through any, like, phases? You know, like, uh... Yes, bro. I went through... Did you go through, like, a goth phase? Yes. Oh, I love that for you, dude. Dude, I went through it, and we had the boot, like, the kind of, like, uh... What were those shoes? Dr. Martin? Oh, yeah, Doc Martens. Yeah. Yeah, I had some of them. So we had those. It made had... you a little taller. That was, yep. that was big for me. I was always kind of the short kid, so I was like... It leveled me up a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, for you, because yeah. yeah, I was afraid of heights. I didn't love have having them on. Yeah, but I you, you can't fall from such great heights. All well, uh, all four feet eleven inches uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to tumble to the ground. <laughs> uh, um, but I remember those. What I remember, like the uh, the hemp necklaces that had like the little silver balls in the hemp. You don't, know dude. I'm, 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 
know what you're talking about. I I was at home making them. I would <laughs> I'd go home. I figured out how to make them. I'd go home and and make them. I like not do my homework and just make hemp necklaces. <laughs> listen to Bush Razor Blade Suitcase yeah. on on my CD disc and just fucking. I don't think my so. mom was thinking I was just in there, just inhaling weed smoke. But like, <laughs> I didn't even smoke. I was just like all about like hacky sacking and making them necklaces. Dude, hacky sack was so much fun. Bro. Oh, dude, it was I was I was pretty. Dude, dude, you know, uh, stall, dude, stall it on your stall, back. Yeah, stall here, and then you click it. Yeah. And and you always have to look around as yeah. if like, can you believe I fucking caught it right here, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> And by What's ladies, up, it was just like a, some long haired dude that you yeah, knew. Yeah. yeah. Or it's just like one girl with just like a mouthful of bread. It's just like, wow, Adam, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, bro. There was nothing better and worse than the hacky sack circle. There was always like two kids that didn't even know how to speak, I feel like, in it. Yeah. And then there were lights <laughs> out. Yeah. They're just, like the kids like, <laughs> or it's just like the nerdy kid who like never played any sports and then he just appears in the hacky sack yeah. circle and you're like, Whoa. Hey Brian, what's <laughs> what's up, dog? You, yeah. you want to play? And he's like, oh sure. And then he's just a phenom, dude. Oh, you know he's Pele with it. He's got his foot foot skills on point. Oh. We had a kid, this real pasty kid. I mean, he was just God. He probably I don't know if he had any blood in him. You know, yeah. he was so white. Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted to see color in his skin, you had to squeeze the blood up to one side of so him. So you would do that. Often. <laughs> you always wanted to see blood. But he broke out and did Michael Jackson one time in the cafeteria and Oof. shocked the world. Oh my God. That was my favorite. Seeing like the kid who like never talked. And then like during the talent show, oh. he like is setting up his drum kit. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This kid. And Randall he, has drums. Yeah. Randall has drums. And then he's like, oh, this is just a little something uh, that I like to do when I'm at home. And everyone's <laughs> like, Okay, Randall. Let's see. Let's see this. Dun, dun, and then, dun, 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 then he's just fucking Lars with oh. it. He's Travis Barker on that bitch, just beating them skins. Oh, he'd play the national anthem. Oh shit! And you just start saluting. He's not even playing the national anthem. You're just saluting yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly he just levels up. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. And the that talent kid show was, was a crazy Ian chance. Summerhalter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just shows up, sets up his drum kit, fucking wails. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Keep the drum kit. I'm going to go be a model. God, dude. And we're all fucking jealous. And it was the worst, though, because he came and it was like, he just set the bar for what none of us could be, handsome wise to the girls, you know? Yeah. And it was just fucking. There was, there was a kid in my high school, uh, Mike McCoy. He's he was handsome? Super cool. Mm -hmm. Super cool looking. Oh. Would hang out with like college kids when we were freshmen in high school. <gasps> how? How, dude? He uh How did he do it? How did he do it? He could dunk a basketball in eighth grade. No. Yeah. Just the coolest. I remember one time me and my homie, Nick Hoagie, were uh were walking through. I flipped some kids off because I was a bad boy. Oh yeah. And these kids were gonna just beat my ass. And they were older. And I'm like, oh fuck. And my homie Nick Hoagie was a big kid. So we mm. like uh we tried to get over this fence. I hop over the fence. He couldn't get over the fence. And I'm like, mm. so I had to hop back over the fence. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to let him get his ass kicked. It'll be solidarity, you know? Oh, wow. And so I hop back over and I'm like, all right. And uh, these kids are like, you better be careful who you're flipping flipping off. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. We're going to get our asses kicked. And then I just hear, <laughs> nah, through the masses. 
And then the the fucking crew parts. And Mike McCoy comes through and he's like, nah, they're cool. And these older kids, Mike's our age. Yeah. And uh, these older kids are like, you sure, Mike? And he's like, yeah, they're cool. Be careful who you're flipping off. You better not do this shit ever again. And we're like, oh, wow. I'm like, how cool is that? Damn, he stood up for you. Stood, standing up for us. And then they listened to him. <gasps> That's cool. That's What's up, flex, Mike? How's dude. it going, man? Good to Hey, thank yeah. you, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for being that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a good, good guy. There's ways that you, people can use their cool that they don't realize sometimes, I think. Yeah, you know? he was all he was just always a leader of men. And then he uh yeah. and then he ended up he's like he's in the military in a badass fashion somehow. I don't exactly right. know what he's doing, but like there's photos of him like jumping out of helicopters holding assault rifles. Yeah. Like cool shit. Right. You know. So we had this we had this kid named Nathaniel and he told everybody like he was an undercover cop or something mm -hmm. and he wasn't and um <laughs> bunch of people beat the shit out of him. <laughs> different story yeah but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, story, yeah, but yeah he had like a fake bat like he one day pulled out he's like yeah well i got a surprise for you guys i'm a fucking undercover cop is like, it? fuck you nathaniel and they yeah fuck you him. this is a 21 jump street yeah. bitch you, you, you're not an undercover i've known you since the fourth grade you're not an undercover cop yeah dude you just failed spelling dude you're not a fucking yeah. undercover <laughs> yeah. cop yeah spell officer yeah. motherfucker you can't there's no Q in it, you dumb fuck. <laughs> oh, it was fun, man. Um, yeah, do you think about having children? Do you guys have a plan for it? Or what do you, once you get married, do you have to make a plan to have children? Or how does that kind of, do you have to, I guess you have to talk about it with your spouse. You do. There is a conversation. And then, and then it's like uh, getting off of the birth control. And that takes like a few months to get out of your system. Oh. And then, and then it's, uh, you know, then it's game on. You got a plan, huh? But yeah. then even but women, also like, like I'm like there there can be too much of a plan because like it it's life, baby. Yeah, it's just gonna happen, and then and then you just have to then you're gonna have like a homie that yeah. you like have to take care of. Yeah, which yeah. is you know because I'm a, you know I'm I'm 39 years old now, and like to go this long without having to take care of a little homie is uh you know because I've like a lot of my friends they had kids. Like Blake and Anders had kids almost a decade ago now. No. So way. they already have like true little people that they take care of that are like buddies playing sports. Wow. You know, do you feel behind the curve? Nah, because I mean, like, I feel like I also have a whole other group of friends that haven't yet. Yeah. So, yeah, and work sometimes keeps you busy, you know? Yeah. For me, I was like, I wanted to be uh, set up enough that when I do have kids, like I, it's I don't have to feel like I, uh, like I know what I can pass on and what. There was a point where I was like, I have to be on the road all the time. I have to be doing. I have to have a TV show. I have to have a stand-up show. I have to have like I have to do all these things to get to a, the place that I want to be. And then now I'm like, okay, like I could set up a movie, and I'm confident enough that I'll get another opportunity to come. I don't have to jump on everything. So yeah. there will be, so I'll have more time to be a good dad because, you, you know, that's pretty important. <laughs> oh, I think it's going to be key probably. Yeah. Did Was there, um, yeah, I guess it's kind of nice to be, it is nice to be able to say, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And feel like there, it used to be like, you, you would think like, oh, if I don't do that, someone else is going to do that. And then. That I would have lost out on that opportunity. Right. When now it's like it's fine. Someone else can do it. 
Right. It's just not, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Or I don't, I want to have the summer to do X, Y, Z. Like that is more important than this right now. Yeah. And I think like just career wise right now, I feel like I'm in a place where like I can um, pick and choose a little more than I used to be able to. Congrats, man. It's real cool. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, you too. You know, I bet it's the same with the, the podcast world that you've built. It's, uh, it's nice to, yeah. I, I remember when it was taken off for you, for you and I saw you at the, um, in the hallway of the improv and I remember being like, just knowing that your stand-up was really taking off. And I was like, well, is it your Netflix special? Like, did your special come out and like kind of blew you up? Because I think I was gearing up to do my Netflix special. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, it was really the podcast. The podcast is what, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was like, oh, that's sick. Like, and seeing all you guys, you and, you know, Segura and... Yeah, and, it's a whole world. Yeah. It's interesting to have a whole world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, it's like... It's interesting to have so many different people in here get to it, it's interesting that it almost gave everybody else a different Hollywood or a lot of people a different type of Hollywood, you mm-hmm. know. We just kind of get to communicate. Um get What's, to sit and chat with people too, you know, and catch up. That's Go fun. to talk to some of my heroes. Yeah, you it's know? fun to be able to uh what I think is cool about podcasts is it's like it just gives people an opportunity to go like, I wonder what my favorite comics, how they are. When they're not, are they funny just off the cuff or yeah. do they have to like write everything down? It just gives them an uh, opportunity to peek behind the curtain of like what is kind of like to sit in the back of a comedy club with, you know, with comedian peers. Yeah. You know, and it's not like we would sit down and have like an hour long conversation in the back of a comedy club because mm-hmm. you got to do your set. But it's like it gives people a little peek. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's interesting to see. Uh, it's interesting here. I like listening to some pods, and I'm like, oh wow, this is this is good. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's nice to be able to talk about things. It's nice to be able to see where somebody's career is at, how some things have kind of happened for them. People's lives get so busy too. I've started to realize that sometimes when I sit down with someone to podcast, it may be the only time I'm going to get to talk to them for a while. Yeah. So to make right. you know, sort of really try and make that time have some um, value, uh, not only to the listeners, but you know, just just like between me and them. Um, What's well, like a, I, you know, there's like some meme going around uh, of like, I don't know, of like showing like kids playing. And then it's like, at some point th- you're going to go out and play with your friends. And that'll be the last time you played with your friends in your childhood. Mm. And you're like, Oh yeah. And it's sort of the same with like comics where we all kind of were in the same circles when we were starting out at the comedy store at the improv the laugh factor wherever uh and you just see the same people over and over and over and over and over again and then all of a sudden something happens in someone's career and it takes them this way or that way and then you no longer see those people because it's probably been years since i've seen you yeah so like it's it's cool for the podcast world to be able to sit down with people that you respect and like and uh and have conversations with them. Yeah. And and get to catch up with with people that uh, you always liked, even if you only ever saw them for 15 minutes in the back of comedy clubs once a week. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say after that. Zach, do we have any other good news? Was there anything else that we were looking at in the news that was interesting? Um, yeah, well, uh, so it looks... They just tweeted this photo last night of Elon Musk is training for his fight oh, with yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. I See, guess with I thought- Lex Friedman. That's awesome that he's training. I love it, and I really want to see this fight because it it will be 
entertaining regardless of how good of a fight it is. Uh, I thought I read something about how Elon Musk's mom doesn't want him to fight and came out and said, like, the fight is canceled. Wow. But maybe that's fake news. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to know these days what is news, what is being used as, like, a ploy to push something. Um, I think that they want to encourage this match, Maya Musk. Okay. Wow. Well, I think she must know that Elon, I think they say that Zuckerberg can actually well, you see, compete. Mark Zuckerberg, he's a lot younger than Elon, right? He's only 5'7". Now, Elon's 5'10 or 11. I don't know the weight difference, but if you have a guy that's really strong, that's small, I think he's going to defeat a guy that's weak or that's big. Well, and also, Elon isn't known for being like a fighter at all, and I feel like... No. I feel Mark, tr like, trains. He, he trains, right, out. he trains. He's like, he's like in the Jeff uh, Bezos right. camp of, like, he got rich, and then now he just eats space food and uh, treats his body like a temple, right? Yeah, I mean, Mark hasn't blinked probably since 91 or 92. Yeah, I think he had a, the, the surgery. <laughs> I mean, you can see that he's writing an algorithm with his fucking eyes, bro. Yeah, dude, he is, he, an, he is human AI right there. It totally is. It, there's no doubt about it. He, he very much has an AI look. And Elon looks, I think Elon, I just don't, I don't know how Elon wins, but if Elon is low-key... I mean, he doesn't even look like he's holding his boxing gloves correctly. If you look at the boxing gloves yeah. picture. Yeah, he's that chin is way out there, buddy. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Even just right there. Yeah. And also the age difference. That is something. Oh, that'll you know? wear you. Oh, yeah, that'll your gas tank you will be bad. Uh, but Elon has a gas tank. He can stay up all night and tweet. I mean, the guy will tweet it freaking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's he, got gas in the tank, so maybe. May I'm excited to see it. He's also a lot heavier. True. So... You know, it's a good you point. Could, you just lay on top of them. You might win. It's a good point. Yeah. I think it's just getting interesting in the world. This is the type of stuff you're starting to see. And we talked about this years ago about everything becoming WWE, you know, everything becoming matches. It's like you have, uh, you know, Jake Paul and Nate Diaz are going to fight. You, you know, you have potentially, I mean, this has potential, you know, like Dana White wouldn't waste his time on the communicating with these guys. Um, no, I mean, I would, I want to see it. Like it is, it is weird. It sort of feels like Hunger Games or some shit, like where like they used to make movies where like in a world where yeah, where the two richest men in the world just duke it out. Uh, it feels fake, you know, and it feels it's so weird now that like, like if me and you wanted to just fight, there we could fight and then we could like be at Staples Center fighting yeah. when it used to be like. You used to have to <laughs> be yeah. a fighter. You <laughs> yeah, you would yeah. like have to go through <laughs> tr training for it. It'd just be like me and you were like yeah. similarly built. It'd be like, yeah, Theo's got the reach, but Adam could get inside. And then and right. then we could be at least on an undercard. Yeah, we could be on an undercard. We could be on an undercard for probably like oh maybe who else could go? Who else who else would be on that card? I'd like to see Josh Demel against somebody. I could, I could, he's, he's, he's a big man too. He's big got guy. that long reach. Big, 
Him versus Dak Shepard. Ooh. Fucking, that's a bangerang right there. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, we're the undercard. People people are trickling in for us. <laughs> yeah, they're trickling yeah, in. They're yeah. trickling in. They're, they're like still getting their, their drinks yeah. and their... their Footlong Dodger dog. Yeah, somebody's explaining to his wife who we are. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Showing clips. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, I saw Bumper from Pitch Perfect is yeah. is fighting the podcaster guy." Yeah, yeah. Huh, honey, it's gonna get better, honey. Yeah. It's gonna get better. Yeah. <laughs> better. Wait, the we fight make... will get better. Yeah. It's just me and you just re- yeah. just dancing around each other. Yeah, yeah. Neither of us really wants to throw a punch. Yeah. You break into I hit you once. You break into song. Yeah, I, I do a. a <laughs> I spin off. <laughs> and then who else is on that card? Who's under us? You said Bangarang. What if you went like old school, like a Rufio type of like oh. versus Emmanuel Lewis, maybe? Well, um, is Emmanuel Lewis dead? But hey, Don't look. I want to put that out there if he's not. Hey, Sorry. Whoever brought Pink's mom to the show, though, can throw yeah. him on stage. Yeah. That's his promoter. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. No, there we go. 52. Oh, no, 52. All right. Versus Rufio. So if you had them two, and we need a good female bout on the card too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Jane Lynch, Amy Schumer. Ooh, I like that. That's fun. Jane's a little older, but she's she's a tall yeah, woman. She's longer. She's longer, and she could, she looks like she could go through a fucking like, yeah. She could run through a wall. That lady. Oh, she looks like the like a wind chime that'll beat the fuck out of some music. That is exactly what she looks like. That was a perfect <laughs> description of Jane Lynch. Um, that'd be fun, man. Um, what else? Anything else, Zach? Or do you think we covered a lot of neat stuff? Did we cover neat stuff, Zach? Yeah, I think we covered some neat stuff. Dude. Yeah. Learned about piss pigs. That was informative. Oh, that's yeah. so heartbreaking. Yeah, we couldn't really look it up because it is pretty pornographic. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And I have the blockers, too, on my phone and computer. Um... But the movie is July 7th. That's right. July 7th, The Outlaws. We want to go watch it. And what do what do consumers need to think about when they go watch stuff like and how it affects what other movies are going to be created? Because I feel like that's starting to become like it's always been a thing. But with only so many comedies being created last year, I mean, that's unbelievable. It sucks, dude. It sucks. Uh and luckily, like Netflix is one of the places that is just willing to roll the dice a little more than than other places because it matters so much less like 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 the machine and sebastian's movie um about my father mm-hmm. i think uh the fact that they put both of those movies out on the same weekend i'm like that fucking sucks because like you're putting out six movies all year long and then you put two of them out on the same, same weekend. weekend and so like if you're gonna go see a comedy you had to choose between these two and then when those movies only make eight million dollars or whatever opening weekend well, you're like, well, if it was only the one movie. Maybe could have made 14. Could have made, yeah, 15, 16. And then that's a healthy amount for it to make. But Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, support. If you like comedies, support comedies. Watch it. Tell your friends to watch it. Um, and then and then we'll have the opportunity to make more of them. And, and it used to be, you know, well, people are like, well, if you made better comedies, then and it's like, sure. But it's hard to make a movie, first of all. It's really hard. And, and secondly, uh, there used to be like 40 shots and making a good comedy. And then it, maybe two or three of them were a classic comedy. And you're like, well, that old school. And it came out and you're like, well, there was 28 other movies that weren't old school that came out that year. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, the more opportunities we have to make classic comedies, the, the, the more we'll be able to 
to nail it. But I, I do think Outlaws uh, has the potential to be one of those type of movies. So I'm really proud of it. Do you think of um? Do you start to think of do creating a movie entirely of your own, like or partnering with somebody and using your own, like do you, or, and doing it direct to consumer? Does that ever start to become a, a discussable model? Maybe not yeah. in your space. I mean, you're kind of a yeah. Just because it's the movies I want to make are usually like action comedies, and they are you, you need money. I I need money. Like I don't have. $30 million of my own money to invest in the movie. Right. Uh, so you right. got to You, you gotta need partner. a studio. You yeah, need a big deal. Yeah, and you need a partner. And then also, like, it costs a lot to promote a movie, too. Like, that's where people forget, like, buying TV commercials to play during basketball games and, like, things that people are actually watching live. That costs a fortune. Yeah. And to put billboards up and to have, you know, radio commercials and, like, to get the word out there. Like, I don't, I don't have that infrastructure. So, like, Workaholics movie, we were going to do a Workaholics movie, and we were five weeks out from shooting. Uh -uh, you'd already written it. Already written it. We're in pre-production, had offices, we're building sets, had the whole cast and crew coming back. Mm -hmm. We're going to shoot it here in L.A. Wow. Uh, and then at the top of this year, Paramount Plus said it didn't, and they, like, went off on, like, uh, you know, the holiday break, and when they came back, they were like, you know what, we have a new global agenda and we don't feel that work hogs fits the global agenda and they pulled the plug from us no way. and everyone's like just make the movie on your own and it was like we don't have that much money to you know we're not billionaires we like we don't right. have that kind of coin so like now it's just and they own the rights to it too so we couldn't no. even anyways so yeah we just all that all that work for for nothing how did and that i mean that just goes to show you how hard it is why people don't I can't imagine that movie. I can't imagine that not getting made. I can't imagine if you're going to find a brand that people love. Yeah. That that would not, that they would not think that that would have an audience. It was so heartbreaking because it was, uh, I did get to write a really funny press release though uh, about just, I said butthurt like 15 times yeah. in the, how butthurt I am that they pulled the plunk, which I'm, I'm, it was funny to see like, and variety and the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter saying Adam Devine says he's very butthurt <laughs> that the Paramount Plus canceled the Workaholics movie. But uh, they they like were gassing us up. They're like, this is the home for workaholics. We want to build out the workaholics universe. Yeah. And they're like, we want to do like a spin-off show that you guys executive produce. Maybe we do an animated project. We'll do the movie. Like we want your brand of comedy to live on Paramount Plus. And we're like, thank God. Like, we have a home base that we could just go to. We can make all of our stuff there. We can yeah, people keep, love it. You know, we could keep the workaholics family alive. Like, so many friends and, and you know, people that worked on the show that that would like that was going to be their opportunity. And then they just pulled the rug out from us. So, God, super butthurt about it. But, mm. um, anything else? Is that anything? That's unreal, man. Yeah. It just shows you how hard it is to get something past. I just it's like, do people not? It's almost like if it doesn't have global power, if they don't think it can sell, if it, if it can sell tickets to everywhere. Well, see, that, that was the, the, what was weird is like I've been in the Amazon jungle. I've been up the Amazon and we stayed in a little hut. And the guy who uh, was like in charge of feeding us, his teenage son, new workaholics, oh, yeah. was a fan. I've been in Germany 
just like w walking along the fucking Berlin Wall and people are stopping me saying they love workaholics. I'm like, it was pretty global. Yeah. Like as far as, a, you know, kind of a cult comedy show goes, I'm like, it, it wasn't like a, it was it wasn't like a hundred million dollar Marvel movie. Yeah. So I don't get it. But, you know, I feel like they're really trying to figure out what they're doing over there at Paramount Plus and they they have not fully figured it out. It's so it's so un, it's so it feels so weird to know how people who are making the choices don't don't have a real understanding of what's going on or what they or what the zeitgeist of like well, people I, think is funny is. Yeah, well, I think it was like it because it, 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 Comedy Central hit and it was people of a certain age, right, that mm -hmm. really loved it. That they were like just got out of college or were still in high school or like maybe even a little bit older than that that were like, oh, yeah, that was just like me when I was in college, or kids that were younger that were like, oh, wow, that seems crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, when I have my first jobs, I hope me and my friends still live with each other and party. Fuck yeah, boy. And party all the time. Uh, and then I think, like, they're, like, people who had kids that were the right age know about workaholics because they're like, oh, my, my teenage sons loved workaholics. Mm. And I think it was just like the generation, the kid, the guys that are in charge now didn't have, their kids were too oh, they young. Don't know. So they didn't know. Fuck. And I think it was just, we missed that window, I think. What a fuck. It's all right. Things are going well. Yeah, things yeah. are going well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting <laughs> to hear about that. Dude, yeah. the other night after a show, this guy, this Mexican kid, uh, this guy at the show, he's a Mexican guy, he comes up and he's like, this is the craziest request I ever got. He goes, hey, bro, can you make a video for my cousin Oscar? And I was like, yeah, man. What do you want me to say? And he's like, uh, he got possessed by ghosts. That's what he said, right? <laughs> yeah. He's not joking, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he got possessed by ghosts, man. So just fucking tell him something positive. <laughs> <laughs> so just try to um, exercise his demons. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was like, uh, Oscar, homie, we miss you, homie. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you. Come back to the light. <laughs> I didn't know what yeah. to say, bro. But yeah. that was probably one of the craziest requests that I've gotten from oh, somebody. That's so funny. Um, oh, dude, in Germany one time, we're biking on the thing. We're biking somewhere. Some guys in a park had a wiener on him. I mean, a real fucking... Um, like a Dotson, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had that fucking that thing would yeah. go get the paper. Yeah, the long, know? long thick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He really had fucking. I don't know how he did it, but yeah. he somebody he did it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was swinging it like a rope in the fucking park, as you have to. If you got a thing like that, you got to swing it. That's true, huh? Yeah, and it's also Germany. They don't even care. That's just an afternoon there. Right. We were shocked. Other yeah. people were literally splitting up a, um, you know, maybe a little, uh, cutting up a kiwi right next to it and having like a little lunch. Yeah, it's fine. That's just an afternoon for them. Yeah. Just a German afternoon, brother. Sprechen Deutsch. Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Adam Devine, thank you, brother. Thanks, Theo. Good to see you, dude. You too, man. Hell yeah. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone